The Paunch Stevenson Show. PaunchStevenson.com. Episode 298. Friday, June 22nd, 2018. Uh, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, blah, blah, blah. Welcome to the Paunch Stevenson Show. Can you hear, before we start, Yeah. And can you hear my tally in the background? No, what's on? I've got it on very, very low. Um, I've just got a couple of the old, I think it's yesterday's matches from the World Cup. Oh. And my fan is about six, seven feet away from the computer. I mean, I hear something, but it's uh, I can take it out. It's not, not a big deal. You sure? Yeah. Well, now, 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 hold on a second. Why, why are you watching uh, yesterday's uh, World Cup games? I'm sure you knew the outcome. No, I, I don't. I've been ah. ignoring uh, most of the results. I've seen the Iceland result earlier. Um, and to be honest, I weren't that bothered with this World Cup. Um, and then... I've just started watching one or two games and then really got into it, except for, uh, I think there's like the Panama. I don't think I watched any of her games. England, I'm not watching them. Um, Panama! But, yeah, I know I could break into a bit of uh, a bit of hail. And, uh, but yeah, it's, it's just, it's good for the atmosphere, I think. It's it's very, um, I don't know, very entertaining on a, a bum evening like this. I don't know what it's like where you are. Uh, well, it's about ninety degrees, but that's yeah. It's uh, yeah, you know. we go here. We go from uh, minus eight degrees to eighty-eight degrees uh, within yes. the span of about two weeks. Yeah, it sounds about right. It sounds sounds like this place. It's just too hot in the summer and too too cold in the winter. So, um, you know, speaking of the World Cup. Hmm. Uh, the uh, the nation of my forefathers didn't even qualify. Yes, yes. And the nation of me, United States, <laughs> embarrassingly didn't qualify. <laughs> See, and Panama I, did. Oh, it's just. I don't know any of this. No. Uh, no, I've, I've, I've tuned I tuned out of. Uh, I've not watched football for about four or five years now. Nah. And it's only while I was at work that a couple of fellas at work were saying, you you can't support Italy this time. And I've said I've never supported Italy. Granted, I'm only 25% Italian, but it it doesn't, you know, it doesn't make any difference to me. I just just like the game. I'm not that bothered. Uh, England have been relevant since, what, 1990, uh, Italian 90. That's the last time... I had any form of patriotism towards the country that I live in and the country I was raised. Um, and that was just through, you know, being a stupid kid. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's it's always entertaining. I think my money this year, not that I bet, is on Croatia. Really? Mm. Yeah, I really do. I think they're a bit of a, a cheeky team, yeah, a, dark, a dark horse team. They have... Uh... <laughs> They have a, they have veterans on that team, uh, many of whom are like stars on other on the European professional clubs. So 
I think uh, I think that they will go far. I also believe it or not, I also like uh, Japan. I like Japan's chances. Yeah, I watched that match yesterday. That was good. I like Japan because I like Japan. You know, everything Japanese. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. I love Japan. I'd, lo- I'd, I'd love to be able to visit there. I think my, my early, one of my earliest entrances into pop culture was through the Japanese with um, oh well, it was renamed Battle of the Planets. Ah. That's the earliest action cartoon I watched as a kid. Nice. Well, you monkey, know, monkey magic. Did you get Did you get monkey magic over in um, America? We definitely got Battle of the Planets. Uh, however, it was probably I want to say it was probably three or four years before like Rob and I would have would have watched something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, like they probably they probably had kicked it off of syndication. By the time uh, you know we had come around, yeah, they had re- oh, brilliant. Yeah, they had replaced it with you know Voltron and the Transformers and GI Joe and yeah, Mask. Yeah, I, I, I forget you're you're about five years younger than me as well, aren't you? I'm not sure. I'm, for, I'm forty-three. Forty-three, mate. Uh, then, then we're not that we're not that much younger than you. <laughs> okay. okay. It's not, it's not good this time of life, is it, Greg? No, what's... Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, getting old. What can you do? <laughs> uh, well, so, um, yeah, so so the, the World Cup, you know, you're you're over there in the UK, which, you know, it's much more... I, I guess they're, they're much more ex, uh, excited about it, although uh, England, uh, you know, historically, even though they invented the game, uh, they've not fared very well. No, the, the the England team are a collection of individuals. Yeah, yeah. I know that's an oxymoron, England team and individuals, but they are. Um, and it's like what you just alluded to a minute ago about the Croatian team. They, they, they are very, very big stars, um, but they don't really gel. Um, I'm talking about England now. They don't really gel as a team. Um, and they're a bunch of prima donnas. <laughs> <laughs> So um, I don't think you've I don't think you saw this, but speaking of England, um, oh, speaking of England, what am I doing? We have the the greatest Paunch Stevenson show <laughs> fan and participant of all time, the one and only Spaceman David, uh, live from uh, uh, I, I don't know some cottage in the uh, the uh, the countryside. Which countryside is it there? I, I'm in the lovely county of Cheshire. Oh, so you, so you are in a Shire, in fact. I am in a Shire, yes. <laughs> shire. Uh, I, I could give away where the actual time where I am. Uh, you never our, tell uh, them. Never. Rob doesn't understand this. You never tell them where you are. I, t- I tell you what, then, for our for our esteemed listeners and the other other fans. Yeah. I am from and currently in the town the wrestler David Boy Smith yes. was born in. So, to Wikipedia, everybody, to Wikipedia. Yeah. Well, it's like I say to Rob, I said, Rob, haven't you ever seen the great film Pump Up the Volume? <laughs> With Christian Slater. You never tell them where you are. I never knew that, by the way. Never knew what? 
pump up the volume is where you are. No, it's not. Oh, I'm just saying, if you saw Pump Up the Volume, which is a Christian Slater movie from the 80s where he uh, he starts his own pirate radio station. Yes. And uh, I, I forget, like, I, I don't know exactly what was so uh, uh, illegal about it, but... Um... <laughs> it was it was footloose with DJs, that's what it was. <laughs> It was, and and so it was basically it was in his bedroom, and then they found him in the bedroom, and he had like a gun or something, and I forget if they killed him or he killed himself. It just I need to watch this film again. I've not seen it since I was about fifteen. I need to rewatch it. Nineteen ninety, pump yeah. up the volume. Sound Garden was on the soundtrack. I remember uh, Samantha Mathis. Oh, 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 oh also yes. uh, uh, participated in uh, one of the Zappas. Amit, Amit Zappa, and I've never heard of anybody else. <laughs> oh, Seth Green. I've, otherwise, I've never heard of anybody else in this cast. Oh, it's a shame Moon Unit wasn't in it. Mm. They uh, Apparently, this was done by uh, the SCTV uh, uh, Entertainment. Uh, weird. Uh, second set, is that? Yeah. Pirate Radio. He's supposed to be in the a sleepy suburb of Phoenix, Arizona. Ah, right, okay. Phoenix. This was a uh, one year after uh, Christian Slater, of course, uh, starred in a couple of blockbusters. He did. Uh, the Wizard. <laughs> Still never seen it. No, come on. No, I've never seen. It. I'm trying Is to com- I'm trying to complete the damn cast for this movie. I, I got to get Jenny Lewis. She's, you know, Jenny Lewis is is has she doesn't act anymore. She's been a um, a singer for about ten or fifteen years. She's very good. Where would I know Jenny Lewis from? The name's not ringing a bell. Well, she was a little redhead. She was in the the Wizard. She was the girlfriend in the Wizard, which you haven't seen. And she was also um, way back then. She was in uh, Troop Beverly Hills. With Shelley Long. Yeah. Yeah. A few other things. Um, but anyway. Um, yeah, Jenny Lewis. And then also the other the other uh, favorite of mine, Christian Slater, 1989, uh, Gleaming the Cube. Oh, dear me. <laughs> I don't think I've sat through all of that either. Ah. Wait, wait, hang on. Is... Gleaming the Cube, that's not the one. The skateboard one. Yeah, it's not the... What am I thinking of with Corey Haim? The uh, skate... futuristic skate... Oh, no, no, no. That for was... The Roller Boys. Yeah, that was... Uh... <laughs> that was 1991? Yeah, but that was, uh, that was like inline skating. It was Mad, Mad Max for kids. Yes, yes. It That's was uh, Prayer of the Roller Boys, yes. That's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Patricia Arquette. Oh, really? I like Patricia Arquette. I've met her. Very cool, cool gal. Very cool. I think, I think I've seen the photo. Yeah, yeah, that was a recent one. Patricia Arquette, who, who, as you know, starred with Christian Slater in a little Tar- Quentin Tarantino-written movie known as. Come on. True romance. True romance. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Funny Scott film, that. 
Tony Scott, the late Tony Scott, uh, yeah. directed it. Dennis Hopper, Val Kilmer, Gary Oldman, Brad Pitt, who was still I've a nobody. Came out either. Who? I've not seen that since it came out either. Yeah, it's been on. It's it's on cable all the time. You know, I check it out here and there. Twenty five years ago now, that. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's uh, it's been a long time. <laughs> it's it's getting frightening all this mate. This uh... Christian Slater, Christian. You know that was one of our first Paunch Stevenson like celebrity uh, joking around sessions. Was yeah. <laughs> Christian Slater? This I mean this is over ten. It's like fifteen years ago now, just about. And it is. yeah, Christian Slater who was arrested for peeping. On, I don't. I think it was like Paris Hilton would live near him, and he fell off the roof, and I don't yeah. know what what happened. He's he's on. I've not seen it. He's on television a, a little bit over here uh, in the last year or two as a contestant on. Um, oh yeah, um, a show called Celebrity Juice, which is a, like a comedy yeah. sketch panel show. Um, he's been on there a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, apparently, a very, very nice man in real life, by all accounts. Yeah, yeah, nice guy. Maybe he's cleaned his act up a little bit and stopped... Uh, yeah, yeah, that was a... <laughs> Did that a while ago. Yeah, not not advisable, Mr. Slater. No, no, no. So, uh, yeah, so speaking of the UK, this just came out the other day. Um, James Corden... All right. You know, the, the television host. Yes. Uh, he's actually from one of these shires. I have to look this up. Uh, closer to London. He's from... Hampshire. I'm going to guess Hampshire. No. Uh, Hazelmere, Buckinghamshire. Hazelmere, Buckinghamshire. Right, okay. Anyway. James Corden, who is the host on CBS, The Late Late Show. Late Late Show, which I don't watch. Anyway, um, ironically, uh, by the way, uh, James Corden, exactly eight days younger than me. Blimey. Means nothing. Anyway, so he does this thing called uh, on his show called Carpool Karaoke or something like that, right? Yeah. So... You know, where he gets, like, Elton John. He'll get, like, Elton John to go in the car with him, and they drive around, you know, singing Elton John songs or whatever. Yeah. So his latest one was he went to Liverpool, and he, he picks up Paul McCartney. Oh, dear. Yes. Oh, okay. That's right, love. That's right. So he picks, up, he picks up Paul McCartney, and they start driving around Liverpool, and they actually, it's really, I gotta tell you, the whole thing's about 20 minutes long, and it's really, really cool, because they, like, they go to all these little, like, all the Beatles spots, right? They go to, like, yeah. the barber shop, and, uh, and from one of the songs, the, um, God, I can't, maybe the Penny Lane, I think? Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, they stop by the Penny Lane song, they go to Paul McCartney's house, uh, when he was a teenager, who he had not, he had not been to since, like, 1961, Wow. He, he walks in, he's looking around the house, you know, does all this stuff. He's playing the piano, um, you know, do all this stuff. It is hilarious. And uh, no, it's is, uh, very cool. And they're, so they're driving around. And then at one point, McCartney is briefly driving the car. 
<laughs> which he probably hasn't done in 30 years or something. Yeah, I can't see uh, uh, Macca driving around. Uh, the house, is it is it preserved as if it's still from the 60s? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I thought so. I think it's... it's um, we have these things in England, uh, uh, blue plaques, if it, it's somewhere of historical significance. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be a, it's, the house will have a blue plaque on it. Uh, for example, Sir Paul McCartney lived here between the yeah. years, you know, X and Y. Well, they had, yeah. I mean, like at one point, he's sitting in the toilet. He's sitting on the toilet, and he goes, <laughs> "Oh, you know, I mean, this is this had the this is the best echo chamber in here, love. Sit on the loo." <laughs> and he's singing on the toilet. It's it's funny, and um, yeah, but like every everywhere they went. You know, there's there's photos, framed photos everywhere, all over the place of the Beatles. You know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, he's driving around, waving to people. You know, people stop him on the street with his maroon hair. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, he has this thing. I think maybe he he's finally realizing. You know, he's like in his upper seventies now. Yeah. And do do what Tom Jones did five years ago and stop on your own. You look ridiculous, Paul. Yeah, I think he's he's got to stop coloring the hair. Yeah. Now Ringo can kind of get away with it because he just like you know his hair is like sprayed on. So I don't know what's going on with Ringo. He looks like <laughs> I, I really really don't know what's going on with him. He's he, the older he gets, he's he's turning into. Um, he's developing like a, a launch pad McQuack. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He's just—he just looks like some form of fowl or poultry. It just, it, it's very strange. I don't—I don't know if that's him anymore. Ah, well, you never know. Because if he got spray on her, he's got spray on sunglasses. I've not seen his eyes in twenty years. <laughs> the sunglasses do not come off. They do not come off. Yeah, it's uh, well. He must be pushing eighty, Ringo. I think he, uh, he. Sorry, Sir Ringo. He was just knighted. Sorry. Was he? Yeah, he's Sir Ringo mm. now. He's 77. Right, yeah, I thought so. Yeah, he's getting up there. 77's not that old these days, I suppose. No, no, I mean, um, I mean, it's old. Clint, 90. <laughs> Who? Clint Eastwood. Yeah, wow, Clint. is he really is that old now? Yeah, I think I don't know if he's a bit older than that as well. But if he came back and did like Gran Torino too, it's still he still won't look out of place. I'd still be intimidated by him. Yeah, I mean, he still directs. Yeah, it's amazing. He's still directing yeah. uh, movies. He's eighty-eight, Clint Eastwood. Blimey, right? I was a bit off. Right? Okay. Mm. Yeah. So uh, that was cool. Um, also on the UK front, uh, I'll throw some of these names out here. Oh, um, <laughs> in my uh, celebrity meetings, I was able to meet one of my favorite uh, British actors of all time, the amazing, the great Diana Rigg. Really? Yes. Right. Diana wow. Rigg is is over here in New York City. She's been performing in off Broadway something called the uh, My Fair Lady. All right. Yeah. She's in the production with Lauren Ambrose from uh, Can't Hardly Wait. No idea who that is. And Six Feet Under. No. Uh, redhead. Another redhead. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Diana Rigg. I mean, she's as old as the hills, but yeah. there she was. 
She was foxy in her day, you know, very foxy. Emma Peel. Yeah, um, even before that. What was she before that? Uh, no, when she was just like a like a bit part actor, uh, actress in certain TV shows. When she was a bit more of like um, she looked like more of like a, a proto hippie. Mm. Um, when she put she put that leather cat suit on and all that didn't do anything for me. But yeah, like <laughs> the, uh, yeah, when she's like yeah, she's swanning about in her summery dresses and stuff like that back in the sixties, mm. like Helen Mirren. Dear me. Helen Mirren is still attractive. Oh, dear me. I saw something of her last week. Um, what's what's that? There's two TV show talk show hosts in America. Both got black hair and have thick glasses. Uh, well, there's Stephen Colbert. I think it's that one. The 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 one with the normal teeth. Not the English fella. Um, well, the English... Came... I mean, well, the English fella would have been James Corden, but he's... John Oliver... Oh, John Oliver, yeah. Well, he's just on HBO. He's all ah, right. Okay. Yeah, she came on and just give him, give him a, give him a kiss, but it weren't like a peck on the cheek. It ah. was a full on smooch. With John and... Oliver. Uh, yeah. Wow. No, Stephen Colbert. Oh, Col- Colbert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the guy. Him. Yeah. And he, he was, he was doubled up for uh, obvious reasons. <laughs> we'll keep it clean, Greg. Uh, Dame Helen Mirren, right? Oh, yes. Well, I think, is Diana Rigg a dame also? Might be. Yeah, she will be. I think I think if you get over 50 and you're still doing anything in England, you, you just get knighted. <laughs> so I've got a few years to go. Becomes... <laughs> Services to the crown. No. Now, 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 speaking of the crown, uh, oh. the, apparently there's a big hubbub over there. A royal wedding? Oh, yeah, Meghan. Oh, Meghan Markle. Welcome to England. <laughs> Hello. She's more than welcome. Oh, also, now you like somebody in the royal family. This is a change. I'd never... I, I, didn't, I don't mind Prince William. Yeah. Uh, Harry, whatever. But, uh, yeah, but <laughs> she's, well, she, she's American, isn't she? Uh, Megan, yeah, yeah. Uh, she's Amer- I don't, it's American or Canadian. I, I'm not sure oh. of the, uh, the the distinction. I'm looking. She was born in uh, Los Angeles, uh, and then attended uh, private schools in the Hollywood area. Studied at Northwestern, uh, Chicago, Illinois. All right, well, I guess she is uh, American. Well, me, me, put it this way, me and all my workmates were very jealous of Prince Harry on his wedding night. Mm. I, I just said five minutes ago, I'll keep it clean, but it's That's too late. It's fine, it's fine. You know, I've met her too. Yes, I think you said last time. Yeah, because I think they were... Um, oh, there was a, uh, they were an item at that point? Yeah, they were courting, as we <laughs> say in this country at the time, yes. Yeah. I don't know why I went posh then. Well... Uh, I don't remember what we said at the time. No, no, she was she was very very nice. Yeah. You get nowhere near her now, pal. I would think so. I wouldn't think so. No. You'll get wrestled to the ground by Double uh, <laughs> Six. Well, I mean, uh, you know, I see people getting like selfies with with William and Harry. They don't seem to care. Um, I, th- I do. Yeah, I do. I do think it's a generational thing, and I do think um, that there's still this kind of. Um, royal British protocol, but mm. 
we have to evolve. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm still, to this day, I'm still disappointed at some of the British stereotypes and a lot of that, which I think I have mentioned on, on the show before, a lot of that does come from the royal family. This mm. stuffiness and this, um, you know, how can you put it, like a, a rod up your rear end all the time. And, and as you know, that you know, 99% of us aren't like that. A lot, a lot of the people who make it in America and get over there yeah. are like that, or at least are you know, from private schools and, and have quite posh accents. James Corden being another one. He's, another, he's a posh. I'm nothing against him. He's a nice guy, but he's, he's a he's a posh lad. You know. He's, well, you know, the, but the funny thing is, if you think about it, most of the the biggest names from like pop, like British, you know, uh, pop uh, stars, and most uh, rock bands that are, that have come out of the UK are in fact not. Uh, you know, posh, if you will. Yeah, that's a, yeah. It's an interesting. Distinction. I mean, the Spice Girls. I can't understand any of them. <laughs> I don't know what language they speak. Um, Melanie C is oh. she's the one from around here. She's that sporty, isn't it? So she's from she's from Liverpool. So she's only twenty miles down the road. Um, it's not even but, accents with them. It's. Like, like again, I'm going from their movie, which I've seen. Uh, Sorry. To- <laughs> but the movie was like one long stream of like, like British, like, you know, like, like all of these like monikers and these sayings that I, I have no idea what the hell any of them meant. Right. So it wasn't just accent. It was just you know, language that I, I was like, what, 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 what was that? What? Slang. Yes. Yes. Slang. It's just slang. Yeah. But it wasn't yeah. just like some slang. It was like nouns and verbs and, and adjectives and adverbs and everything. It was just slang. I think as well. Um, I do think it's the speed with which people speak. If you've got quite a, a strong regional accent as I do, mm. you, you have to tailor your speech to get certainly someone in America to, to get you to, to be understood. Yeah. So I'm speaking probably half speed of what you, I usually speak. <laughs> I could I could I could talk normally, but no one would understand what I say. I don't if I, I don't think I'm I don't think anyone would understand what I say anyway. Mm. I'd, I can't wait to come over there one day and just and oh, just talk. here we go and see and see people's faces. What <laughs> is coming out of this guy's mouth? Well, you know what's Can't, funny. Uh, you, you know what's funny is, um, you know, uh, during the winter I play a little uh, co-ed uh, basketball, right? Right. And um, and this is with people who live in the you know area with me. Right. And as I'm shouting things on the court, they don't understand what I'm saying. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, because because if I want to, I can talk so quickly. That they they just they won't pick it up if I don't like purposely slow myself down they won't understand it. That's that's I think that's your Italian blood there, Greg. It might be, but it's also um, it, it, it's somewhat, but it's it's also like a it's it's like a it's like a blue collar like northeastern thing in, in a way where yeah. we we have the. But it's it's a New York, New Jersey thing. Like if you go f- a little bit further south to like Philadelphia 
or or Washington D.C. or you go a little north even to like Boston, where they have very very thick accents. Yeah. You know, yeah. Rah, rah, you know Rob's a terrible imitation. You know, I could do a really good John F. Kennedy. Oh, well, uh, I'm not I'm not going to attempt that. Well, nobody know. speaks like that anymore. But like for instance. There, there was a guy in, in Boston, and, and one time he was try, he was talking about uh, he was trying to he was trying to say the word housefly, and he kept call, he kept saying it was a big horsefly, a big housefly, and house I'm like, what? Fly. What's house a horsefly? I was I was that American friends housefly. Yeah, no a horse. It's, he was it, he was saying housefly, but he it sounded like horsefly. Fly. Yeah, right. So we're like, what is he saying? But he but he spoke very slowly. But once you get into like once you go from about Connecticut into like that, you know, New York, New Jersey, Long Island, that area there, we have the yeah. tendency of speaking at a very high speed amongst ourselves. Um oh, what's the what's the actress? Oh, what's her name? Jennifer From... Lopez. Oh, not far off. What's her name? Um, from White Men Can't Jump. Oh, Perez. Rosie Perez. Yeah, Rosie Perez. That, Rosie Perez. That, yeah, that kind, that kind of voice. That's that's New York. <laughs> Cindy Lauper. She's another one. Yeah, yeah. Cindy Lauper is. Uh, yeah. I watched Thingy last night. I watched Bronx Tale last night. That's a good um, one. Uh, and that was uh, just to stereotype you and pretty much everyone who you're friends with on Facebook. It did remind me of you and pretty much all your friends. Mm. You know, um, this, the, the Italian-American fast-talking, sitting on the stoop thing. Yeah, well, that, well, that's the Bronx. So that's... Uh... I know. No, it's, it, it's, it, Luke, I'm in, a, you know, I'm in quite a small country, but um, I know to Americans it's all the same. It's... I met a guy from Scotland. You may know him. Oh. It's that kind of thing. So we we just lump everyone together in England. If you're not from California or Texas, we don't know, or New York. That's that's all we know in England. Now I've had I've uh, I've spoken to Scottish people. Yeah. Over here, uh, and it's like they might as well be speaking uh, Arabic. <laughs> Can't understand a word. Um, the one. You would, I think I've said this before, good few years ago, the Geordie accent, the northeastern England uh, accent. You would not have a clue what they're saying. <laughs> um, there's the show off Vida Zane Pets. If you watch that, you will have no clue what they're saying. I guarantee it. Uh, well, it was like you know, there was another pop group called, uh, and they had a, they had a like a week. They had a. Um, they had like a like a weekday show over here, and it was the S Club. Oh God! <laughs> S Club Seven. I couldn't understand anything they said. And they were all drama school kids. You should have been able to understand. No, them. Like, couldn't understand anything. No, could, could not. Sorry, no Very understanding. Surprising. Anyway, so um, Diana Rigg, as I mentioned. Um, and then the other one, I, I don't know if I mentioned this with Rob or not, but I just might as well throw it out, and we're talking about the Beatles. Julian Lennon I finally met. Really? 
Yeah, he had yeah. A, a children's book signing or something. Uh, What's he up to these days? Not much. Does uh, children's books. Really? Mm. You know, and he I paints. Alright, but I bet those books are a laugh a minute. Yeah, it's really, you know, they were like 10 pages long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ironically, I was able to sell them pretty quick. I knew a few people who couldn't go, and they're like, yeah, I'll buy it. I'm like, really? Just because it's Julian Lennon? Yeah, I'm like, you know, it's not a CD or anything. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm surprised at that. Well. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know Julian Lennon if he lived next door. I wouldn't have a clue who he is these days. Yeah, I, well, I mean, you could, you could recognize him. Yeah, he's, he's spitting image of John, but yeah. I still wouldn't have any time for him, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, I think he's a cool guy. He seems like a cool guy, just following well, him on Facebook. Or pretty, nice, pretty nice fella, but the last time he was on the radar over here was, I think I was probably second year of school. He had Salt salt Water Tears out, I think that was the last single that I can remember. And that that's must, that must be 80, 88, something yeah, like that. Yeah, he pretty much dropped off the map after that. Yeah. You know, Sean actually looks quite a, a bit like John these days. Yeah, I've not seen Sean since he had, he had an album out in the early two thousand. He's terrible. He stinks. I didn't. I didn't mind that uh, the single they had out at the time. Mm. It was quite quite catchy, but eh. he maybe didn't have too much of uh, Yoko's talent. Mm. I.e., non screaming. Yeah. <laughs> That's the isolated uh, backing vocals from that uh, live. Um, that blue, uh, that the, the blues band thing they. Oh, oh. <laughs> That's one of the worst things you ever played oh on the show. Oh my god! But it wasn't. It was like, it's like. Can you imagine putting together a band? It was like, wasn't it Keith Richards, John Lennon, Clapton, <laughs> Bob Dylan? It was like it was it was. It was a bigger, uh, like it was a bigger power group, a big um, super group yeah. than the tra- the Traveling Wilburys. It was right. massive. There was Cla- Clapton, um, yeah, uh, one of the other Beatles, a couple of other people, yeah, and then Keith. And then Keith was there. Banshee, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but she was doing it with like a sheet over her. I didn't even see that bit. Oh, good God. Right, okay. Oh yeah, there's, there's, they made a whole like movie about it. It's terrible. It's art. You know, we don't understand it. We're stupid. Well, you know, I guess you take enough L- LSD, it's gonna happen. Mm. Speaking of LSD, <laughs> go on. Lake Street Dive new album just came out. All right, okay. My well favorite done. band. Well, well segued. Yes, well done. I don't plan any of this. I just think. Oh yes, I gotta, I gotta mention them. Scripting adlibs. <laughs> yeah, it's it's called uh, "Free Yourself Up." Okay. Uh, Lake Street Dive, and um, you know, I got it. Uh, I'm seeing them in about uh, a week, week's time, in fact. Are you friends with them? Or... No. 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 No, but they... you've been there from the start. What? You've been there from the start. Uh, not from the start, start, but, uh, yeah, it's been g- going on about, uh, five or six years now, yeah. yeah. But, um, no, I mean, uh, you know, it, it, it got decent reviews, you know, some of the, um, some of the reviewers were like, you know, uh, 
uh, this is well written, but, uh, you know, to me, it, it doesn't sound any different than the bands that they're influenced by. And I'm like, yeah, well, that's the point. Who are the bands that, that they're influenced by? Um, well, I mean, they, they, uh, they take a lot of cues from, like, um, you know, a little bit of, like, like 60s soul R&B also, like, a little disco, a little, uh, you know, a few, you could, a few songs you could tell, it's a little Fleetwood Mac in there, or the band, you know, they, you could, you, you hear the influence that they have, but, um... Now this, this album is a really good. I'll have to play some uh, play a song at the end of this, but uh, yeah, it's funny. I put it in the um, in the old CD player in the car, <laughs> and um, what does that sound so quaint? Yeah, but you know, like, my car is only four years old. <laughs> CD player. So um, yeah, I stick that in there, and I was driving the dog uh, to this. Uh, this like a uh, wetlands park that I, I take him to every once in a while. So I, you know, so I, I had it on for a while. It's weird, you know. I listened through it. The I listened to it the first time through, and I'm going, man, I don't like this. These songs, they they sound like like bad. They sound lazy. No, this is not right. It's not good. And then I I listened through it a second time. Mm-hmm. And it was the weirdest thing. It was like it, it, t- the second time through was just a different album. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. I was like, this is this is fantastic. Might be their best album yet. So, a lot of a lot of um, certainly music, and I think films. The, um, you, you listen to it at first, like you've just said that you listen to it at first time, it just doesn't doesn't hit you. It might just be the mood you're in or yeah. whatever it is. It's that, that's the good thing with with anything creative. It's it is dependent on mood, which is why I don't really listen to like things like like critics or anything anymore. Oh well, yeah, I mean, um, the the they're utterly void. Um, certainly with music, music's like comedy. You can't analyze it. If you like it, you like it. I don't think there's such a thing as a guilty pleasure, but that doesn't mean that we can't make fun of each other because we like certain music. Right. You know, you you might you might tell me a, a band or something that you really really like, and it just doesn't it just doesn't hit me at all. Um, if you like uh, Lake Street Dive, you may like a band called the Sundays. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. I've heard of them. Yeah. Late eighties, early nineties, very um, bit bit twee and a bit. Um, you know, a bit jingly jangly, but yeah. might be up the street. Harriet Wheel has got one of the best voices in music, I think. Mm. I think that's her name, anyway. Yeah, so, um, what was I going to say? What's what's next here? So, um, now we've talked about a lot of British things on the. Uh, so on the on the, I'll just get through the uh, celebrity front real fast. I was uh, I was finally able to meet uh, a favorite actor of mine, who my good friend and the purveyor of the uh, of National Video Game Museum in Frisco, Texas, in Digital Press, uh, Joe Santulli, has for years kidded me that I look like the son of Joe Mantegna. <laughs> <laughs> You do like so, uh, Joe Mantegna, who is—I I love the guy, but he was because uh, he was Joey Zaza in uh, Godfather Three. 
she'll maintain him. But he was also uh, he was also Fat Tony in the in the Simpsons. What's a truck? <laughs> uh, we're we're here. Let us let us wet our beaks a little. Let us wet our beaks a little. <laughs> so. But my favorite man, Joe Mantegna role is still in Airheads. Oh, I haven't seen Airheads in years. Right. What is he playing that? He's the crazy disc jockey. Oh, right. I need to. Because there's a Beavis and Butthead cameo in that. Yeah. <laughs> they call up. Mm. I love Airheads. I'm going to have to watch that as well now. Every time I come on the show. Every time. I go, I go away with like six things I need to watch or listen to. Uh, the other one, I'm sure this was a favorite of yours. Uh, I finally met Pamela Anderson. Oh. Pamela Hello. Anderson, who is uh, a bit of a nutcase now. But, um, Great. Uh, Go on. What, 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 why is she nuts? Well, uh, she, was in, she was in New York uh, doing like Fox News because she saw that uh, Donald Trump uh, seemed to be in the mood to pardon any celebrity that he saw someone on Fox News asking a, for a pardon for. So she was asking for a pardon for uh, Julian Assange, uh, her boyfriend, the WikiLeaks guy. Julian Assange and Pamela Anderson are an item. I believe so, yes. She's always at the Ecuadorian embassy in London. Right, just give me a minute. I'm going to have to go and get some Jim Beam or something. This is unbelievable. <laughs> right, okay. Where have you Julia been? Song, the ex-cult member. Mm, I don't know. Was he in a cult? Yo, ho, 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 yes. He was a member of... Well, he's Australian. The, the Australian... He was a member of the Australian The Family, oh. if, you have a look, if you have a look at him. Yeah. Never heard of it. Allegedly, oh. by the way. Allegedly. Yeah, he's a very interesting character if you read into him. Very interesting. I'm using quote marks when I say interesting. Wow. So, uh, yeah, Pamela Anderson. Still looking very good. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes. And then the other one, uh, this, is, this was a big one for me. I finally got a photo with the, uh, the voice of Darth Vader. Mr. Jones. James Earl Jones. Oh. A Welshman. No. James Earl Jones, come on. Jones is Welsh. I don't, is everybody everybody Jones is Welsh? Yeah, yeah, we're claiming him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I say we now. Yeah, we, we're claiming him. They're not Welsh. Yeah. Uh, I'm 25% Welsh. Nah. Uh, so yeah, James Earl Jones, who's like about 90 years old himself... Um, How's he Is he okay? Yeah, yeah. He's got a little cane that he walks around with, but oh, bless him. doing good. good. Um, <laughs> what was your favorite James Earl Jones uh, uh, appearance? Was it Conan? The one that's just sprung to mind is Field of Dreams. Yes. Because I'm not going to repeat the line because it's swearing, but... You said your finger was a gun. <laughs> The first time he comes to the door and he tells Kevin Costner to pee off. <laughs> and I didn't realise it was the it was the same fella. I'd seen him in documentaries and never put two and two together. And I and I, as a 13, 14 year old when I first saw it, yeah. 
I was like, it's Darth Vader. Mm. It's him. It's actually him. So just, I remember watching the rest of the film for him more than anybody else. Darth um, Vader. What else has he been in? He's been, he was in uh, Doctor Strange, Love, weren't he? That was, his, was that one of his first roles? I don't know. I'm not a fan of that one. All right. It's not the best film in the world, but mm. it's got Mr. Jones in it. Mm. I tell you what, like, I tell you what, I don't know why it's not come to my, my mind. It's King Jaffe Joffer of Zamunda. Ah, yes! Coming to my America. Favorite comedy of all time. I've seen it about 30 or 40 times. It makes me laugh every single time. Uh, coming to I absolutely adore that film. That's a great one, yeah. Do I, do I not a keen? <laughs> and know that. Frankie, uh, Frankie Faison and Jones in the same scene. Come on. Yeah, Frankie Faison. I've met I've met Frankie. I've met uh, the father from uh, there. Um, the guy from Good Times. I can't think of his John name. John Amos. Yes, yes, John Amos. Uh, and, and the funny part was, I'm not kidding you. The other day, but I couldn't think. I couldn't think of the guy's name, so I didn't like just want to like stop him in the middle of the street. Plus, it, there was a lot of people around. It was one of the two guys who who. Who see the um, the Prince Akeem guy um, in like at like the baseball stadium wherever the heck they were? Oh my God! Uh, it, it is you! It is really you! He's like, yeah, it is me. It was one of those two guys. I would treasure this moment for the rest of my life. <laughs> and the other guy was I like, "Thank you." It was him, but now was I can't he? think of his damn name. Is he a Brit? I can't. I can't remember. He's, I thought he was a Brit. That fella. He's got. I know who you mean. He's got a quite a, like a square face. Nah, but he was, he, in, he was uh, in Chicago Hope, a TV show. Is he American? Him? I think. Oh, I'm getting. I might be getting mixed up with somebody else. But I always thought he was a Brit. Yeah, man. I'm trying to look him up here. In the IMDb. You know, there was a uh, uh, one of the guys. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I, th I think the uh, the um, oh never mind. But um, let me try. Let me see. I'm gonna look it up here. Not Frankie Faison. Uh, not this guy. Uh, come on. You know, and and as I, as I'm uh, mentioning is the guy with the uh, the Jerry curl. Oh, Eric LaSalle. Yes. I think I saw him once and not too long ago, and I couldn't think of his name. And again, I didn't <laughs> want to bother the guy because I couldn't think of his name off the top of my head. Uh, uh, Eric LaSalle. I think that was him that I saw. Where's the other guy? Who's the other guy? Eric with a Q. Yeah, I, I pro I'm probably better off just looking up Chicago Hope. I think I would have an easier time finding him on there. He's probably the only black guy on that show. Vondi Curtis Hall. I know. Hashtag, hashtag casual racism. Eh. He's from Detroit. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think it was him that was in Coming to America as I go back in time here. 1988. Yeah, he was the basketball game vendor. I'm coming to America. Damn, I wish I had stopped him. <laughs> I love that film so much. It's great. Yeah, I absolutely love that film. 
And then, of course, James Earl Jones was uh, uh, Mustafa in The Lion King. And he will be again. Really? Yeah, they're doing like a live-action CGI uh, Lion King you know, Disney. Uh, eh. Let it go. They can't. You remake everything. Dumbo's, Dumbo's <laughs> just right on it. Uh, so, um... Is it live action or do they just make realistic looking animals and get them to talk? I don't, I've not seen any of these films. I've not seen well, the Jungle. Well, I, I, I think that they can make animals like fully CGI at this point. Yeah, because I, I didn't know if it was like them interacting with humans or... I well, I, think, uh, I don't know about that. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that. Maybe there are some people in there. I'm not sure. No, I don't know. I don't know what Disney's doing. Uh, they stink. Uh, as as we roll along and we segue to uh, one of our uh, our big topics here, <clears throat> seamless, Greg, seamless, seamless, yeah. Disney, uh, the purveyors, the the overseers, the overlords of uh, Star Wars. Listeners, before we carry on, I want you to listen to this. Hang on. Uh oh. Can you hear that? What? Are you That's building a fire? Rubbing my hands together in anticipation. So, <clears throat> go on, pal. Here yeah. we go. Go on. So, Star Wars, uh, uh, you know, if they could bar wars, nothing but Star Wars. So, From 77. Eh. Star Wars, um, mm. well, so the, last year was The Last Jedi. Yes. <laughs> we which you know was generally enjoyed, but certainly had some critics, including uh, Spaceman David here, who vowed never to watch another Star Wars movie again. Yeah, which I've already reneged on. Uh, I'll, I'll cover that in a minute, listeners. I will cover that in a minute. So uh, I am done with Star Wars. Wow. Well, Star Wars but may be done. Yeah, I've been watching now for six months what's been going on. And I'm going to get this out of the way early and we can we can discuss it. Just because you don't like a film doesn't mean you are a misogynist or a racist. A racist? Which is what, Disney, or what I should say Lucasfilm are calling anyone who's critical of these films at the moment. So I'll get that one out of the way. Right. I am not. I am not being called slurs like that because I do take things, these, these things personally. Mm. I am not being called those things because I don't like a film. And what any company should not allow to happen is you have taken your fan base, fans who would sleep on concrete for weeks just to get a place in a queue to go and watch... Go and watch a Star Wars film first. Well, nobody you will do that turned, anymore. You've exactly you have turned Lucasfilm has turned those fans to people who are boycotting, openly boycotting their products, and that is so wrong. Well, and on on top of making bad films, they're then insulting the people who go to watch them. In a nutshell. Well, I think that the well clearly the box office returns from the solo movie 
uh, were the the biggest and loudest, uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 call for, oh, you know, wait a minute now. Maybe yeah. we can't just shove a Star Wars movie out every six months and expect people to go and see it. I, I don't. I don't think it's the. I don't think it's 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 the the amount of time between films. I don't think it's that because Marvel right uh, release in what three films a year, something like that. I think they've toned yeah, down. Yeah, they're up to three now. Yeah. But we as as fat, if if it was if it was the quality of, I mean, it's obviously going to be harder to maintain the quality. But if it's a, if it's a decent film. We, we're going to show up every, every other month for a film. If they released six films in a year and it was a good film, we'd go. Right. But they are, they're also contradicting themselves with that. Well, they're saying, they're saying the Star Wars fans don't don't want these films so often. Then why are you making a TV show that's going to be on every week? Uh, well, I, make- I, I mean, Star Wars Rebels was a great show. I watched every episode. It was fantastic. Um, is that? <sighs> There's Clone Wars and there's Rebels, which is the one that came out first. Uh, well, the Clone Wars was first. That was the one that had like Anakin and uh, yeah. Obi Wan in there and all. I've seen I've seen a couple of them. I've not seen Rebels, but yeah, by they were both by, they were both they were both uh, run by Dave Filoni. And yeah. uh, no, they were very good. They were both very 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 good. I watched uh, the Clone Wars went on a lot longer. I watched both of them in full, and they were very good. And now, apparently, John Favreau is is going to get a TV show, which I think is going to be live action. And yeah. I'm not sure there might be an animated one out there at some point. Um, but I mean, they'll 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 do well. It's just and and then you also have uh, the guy that directed um, uh, who's doing the uh, the other trilogy. Um, was it? Do I have to say? Do I have to say his name? I don't know. Why not? Ryan Johnson. He's doing it. Yeah. The last Jedi. You mean they're they the last Jedi guy is doing it, and not and not the the Rogue One guy, <laughs> Gareth Edwards, who everybody liked. Well, he Ryan. From what I can gather, Ryan Johnson seems to be very very well in with Kathleen Kennedy, Ugh. who was who was by the way. Here's an exclusive for the Paul Stevenson show. Yeah. She was fired. She was fired a couple of months ago, but they've just not announced it. <laughs> you think? Well, the head of DC Entertainment was fired in March, and they only announced that last month. Mm. And they've gently let Jeff Johns go as well, and okay. replaced him with Jim Jim Lee. Um, I think. Certainly, what Lucasfilm seems to be doing at the minute is that they don't want their shares to fall any lower, mm. and the the keeping the status quo um, out there as much as possible. The, the, no one wants to invest or buy shares or or, or invest any time in a company that's in constant flux, which is why they keep announcing all these trilogies and all these new standalone films. And then the week later, they're saying they're all cancelled because of the box office returns, but the disappointing box office return for Solo. Right. I I just think, I think one, I I agree with you on the, on the, the frequent, I don't think they could come out with three Star Wars films a year, but I mean, I just think there was an article, I forget which, maybe Cinema Blend or one of those websites, 
And the guy wrote an opinion piece that I agree with. And basically he said, the problem is not Star Wars standalone films or anything like that. It's the ones that they're that they're choosing, you know. That it doesn't make sense. It's like it's one thing to, to in the Marvel world, for instance. It's one thing to say we're going to make a Black Panther standalone film. We're going to make an Ant Man, you know, standalone film. But those characters who are newer in the Marvel, you know legacy if you will newer than say an iron man or a, or a spider-man yeah but those characters have existed in comics for decades uh ant-man was what 63 oh yeah oh, is that old black panther was 65 it's that old you know, yeah yeah um i could be a super nerd and give you the actual issue if i'm i might be off i think it's Fantastic Four. Uh, well, no, you might be right. So number number forty-eight, I think, is the right. Black Panther. So yeah. they brought these these new characters in, but they've done it, in, you know, they've done it in a way where it's it's new to people. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, this is why I, I don't understand like Star Trek with this. You know, everything they do is like prequel, 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 prequel. And now they're talking, wait a minute, now they're talking about a Patrick Stewart TV show. Yeah, yeah, I saw that yesterday, yeah. But, you know, the, the prequel thing, is it, it, it's just at some point, it works. You know, in some case it works. Like, Better Call Saul works as a prequel to Breaking Bad. Yeah. Because it's not, a, it's not Walter White, it's... Um, it's the other guy, you know, it's Saul, Saul Goodman, or, or you know, Jimmy, uh, what the hell's his name? Oh, the guy from, oh. Uh, no, it's Bob called? Odenkirk, but I'm just, I'm trying to remember the character name now. But, um, it, it, it's, you know, it, it's, it's different. But the problem, yeah. I knew this was going to happen the minute they announced a Han Solo movie. I said to myself... The problem is you're going to put yourself in a box now where you're going to you're going to do a story for a character that's already fleshed out. Yeah. Even though there is no true backstory to Han Solo, like the, we know the character. And it takes away the mystique of right. him. So that that was that was I think the mistake and what they've said is Listen, there's there's stories to be told. The Star Wars Rebels a, a perfect example. Yes, they had yeah. cameos from various characters that we've heard about already, but the central characters on that show were brand new. They they invented them. Yeah. And and that's that's really the problem is. So they went in they and it was a disaster. Uh, Kathleen Kennedy the studio tried to direct the movie. They fired the directors cuz they didn't like how it was going. But the script was terrible. It's like, do you mean to tell me? And I was watching this thing, and I'm thinking about it. You've seen it, right? I've what? I lasted forty minutes. Oh boy! But yeah, like in Solo, you're you're sitting there, and they took the I you know I did the Kessel Run in twenty parsec line or whatever you know from Star Wars. And they literally invented a story around that. Yeah. 
as an no, origin no, I, story for Han Solo. I always thought the Kessel Run was a bit like the can. I thought it was going to be Cannonball Run in space. <laughs> That's what it's done. It's not what it sounds like. It Did sounds he? like a rare. Those oh, weren't yeah, fathers. Dukes Those were mothers. And it's, they've turned it into like a train robbery. Right. It just... It, it, no, it doesn't ruin the original films, but no. what I've had in my head for 35 plus years is a race. <laughs> and it's uh, it, it's magnetic boots on, on a train. <laughs> well, that part was kind of cool. <sighs> I know. I kind of know what happens in the film. Well, you know they ri- they ripped that that first scene. They ripped that off from the Shadows of the Empire video game. I know. Yeah, I know nothing about that either. It, it, there's literally the like the first level of that game. You know, you're playing as Dash Rendar, and that is exactly what you do. <laughs> you're on the train. <laughs> Stupid. But um, yeah, it just there were so many bad things about it. I actually thought that the the the, the actor Alden Errorake or whatever his name is, yeah, I thought he. People said you know he they had to bring in an acting coach, but yeah. I thought he actually was a pretty good Han Solo. Um, he, he's not as good as the guy they could have had, but who was that? The. Uh, oh, Anthony Ingruber, I think his name is. Who? Anthony Ingruber. He played a young. That? He played a young Harrison Ford. I can't remember the name of the film. But he played a young, and he, he he is a young Harrison Ford. If they beefed him up a little bit and scruffed him up a little bit, you've got a young Han Solo there. All right. Well. Um. Uh, yeah. He's, he's, uh, he did like an audition from his, his uh. bedroom. But well, from what I understand, is the Alden Ehrenreich was was spotted at a party by Steven Spielberg, and I think it was uh, rather than his audition for the role, <laughs> it's you are playing this role because they even said the audition five hundred people, and the first person in was Alden Ehrenreich. Well, it, anyway, so it, it, anyway, yeah, I, I didn't think he killed the movie. I thought he was pretty good. Um, I thought Amelia Clark, who I find very sexy, when she's a brunette. Right. Don't like her as a blonde. Don't like it. Um, I thought, I like I, you know, she was like the the girlfriend turned, like, prostitute, assassin. I, I don't know what was going on there. But yeah. uh, I thought she was good. However, her character, by the end of the movie was absolutely pointless. <laughs> because Paul Bettany, who they who they had as the villain, was a toothless villain. He was terrible. Disney, the guy was terrible. Not scary at all as a villain. Yeah, what are the... Uh, that's, that's another thing to keep hearing about. Uh, the, the, the villains are like comedy characters. Well, that was the problem with The Last Jedi. Oh, don't get me started. In the last, that. like, the, the by the end of the movie, uh, everybody in the theater's laughing. Yeah, don't. It's like, this yeah. is Three Stooges here between uh, 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 Kylo Ren and the stupid Gleason guy, and it's comedy. Yeah, I know. Or, it, yeah. or as uh, Leonard Nimoy's Galvatron would say, This is bad comedy. Bad comedy. That was a bad Leonard Nimoy. 
I'm doing yeah, Rob's it, impersonation. It was. Uh, it's yeah. I, I I really really don't know what they're doing anymore. I really don't. The Last Jedi was the last straw for me. Um, the so that these these kind of these one off films. There's if they're gonna if they're gonna make a two hour film out of a out of a line from from. Um, well, it worked with Rogue One. I like. I, I didn't mind Rogue One. I, I didn't mind it. It wasn't brilliant, but I didn't mind. It's one of them films I liked at the time, and then yeah. I thought about it, and I've just gone, it's a bit rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> but I, but I'll, I'll still sit through it. Yeah. However, the, and I've said this. I said this on the show before. I think I've said it twice on the show before. The one line that they need to do is Jet, uh, Vader helped the Empire hunt down and destroy the Jedi Knights. Right. Make that film. Give it to Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> you, you've won me back. You, you make it like he's Jason Voorhees and he's hunting down all these stupid... Yeah, but, the, uh, but Disney would never release a film like that. Say again, sorry. Disney, they, they'd never release a film like that. Yeah. A, a horror a, a, film a, from Disney? A, yeah. A, make it that frightening. Make it frightening. Do that, that minute from Rogue One. They've teased us. Do a two-hour film of that, please. Or do something, like if they're going to do this Obi-Wan film, which I don't think they do. No. If you're going to do that, do it because they can't, Obi-Wan and Darth Vader can't meet up until Star Wars. Right. You know, do him, they're just kind of dodging each other. You know. Now, now you know at the end of uh, Solo, uh, Darth Maul appears. Yes, I am aware of that. And apparently, he's like the 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 villain orchestrating the whole thing. And I'm like, oh god. Yeah. But just think about this for a second. They were actually developing movies about Obi Wan Kenobi that would have yeah. starred Ewan McGregor and would have put everybody to sleep in the whole world. Um, Boba Fett again, yeah. a, a overrated character. Overrated. Thank you. Who? Okay, I mean, did you realize the guy met his demise by us by uh, 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 Han Solo accidentally whacking his jetpack while he's blind. Uh, I was expecting, you know, Larry Curley and Moe to be on the sail barge at that point. <sighs> but there's there's this other thing floating around at the minute. If they if they're going to completely ruin a character, which is what which is what it seems seems to be they're going to do with most of these Star Wars characters, explain why it was a Three Stooges skit in Return of the Jedi. Have him drunk. <laughs> He's, he's celebrating his bounty and he's drunk. Uh, and that that's the reason why he went down the Sarlacc pit. But he but he escaped from the Sarlacc pit. Uh, yeah, Dengar or something saved him in, in the, the fan. In the expanded universe. But, but then the other one was a, a, a Jabba the Hutt movie! <laughs> Jabba the Hutt! Uh... I'd no idea what they could do with that, but that might that might sound so stupid as to be, you know what, that actually may be good. Because it's so daft if you make it gangsters in space. Because he's just the godfather. Yes. Are they gonna have that all the way through? 
uh, you know, subtitled. I very much doubt it. Well, the funny thing was in, in the Clone Wars, they actually introduced like a cousin or a brother of Jabba, Zero the Hutt or something like that. But he <laughs> took, wait, but the, he was a decent character, but he talked like Droopy. Hello, Bob. Hello, it's me, Zero the Hutt. Hello, Bob. I'm the villain. Hello, Bob. Really? Right, okay. Anyway, so... They've, I won't be saying that. They've really made a mockery of it. Um, and again, I just think... yeah, I, I knew that there was going to be a lot of like bad press from The Last Jedi when... When, <laughs> when Mark Hamill started bashing it right before it even came out. I was like, oh, this yeah. is not good. Yeah, it's... It's, it just smack. It just all again. Again, back back to Lucasfilm and, and Kathleen Kennedy. Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah. You know, it all goes back to the the way that they're treating the fans. If you make a bad film, apologize for that bad film, and then say, you know what, everyone, we'll try better next you time. You know, there's a petition. There's a petition to remake the Last Jedi. <laughs> Ryan Johnson actually signed it. I I followed that guy yesterday. And it's he's a troll. Oh well, it's a joke, and he's got I think Seth Rogen, um, Chuck Wendig, one of the I think he's one of the Star Wars novelists, um, Ryan Johnson. He's got them. He, he, they don't realise that it's a joke and he's trolling them. But it's that believable that it, is it real or is it not? I think again. I think the issue. To, for me, the issue really with the Last Jedi was that J.J. Abrams made The Force Awakens. He yeah. he and the writers introduced these new characters, and then the Last Jedi basically blew it all up. Yeah, um, and, and that's what made no sense to me was you blow it all up, and now what? Yeah, it's it, this. I think Ryan Johnson used the phrase. Um, Where's, where's the effect of we've subverted your expectations? Well, guess what? The, bo the box office results have subverted right, but, your so expectations. Then, yeah, well, so then, wait a minute. But, I mean, then they fire him, right? They, wasn't he going to do the, the ninth one, or, or was it somebody else? That was Colin, I think it was Colin Trevorrow who did the... Oh, the, did, the Jurassic World guy. Jurassic World fella, yeah, yeah. All right, so he was going to do it, and then they they not letting him do it anymore. yeah. Again, another instance where Kathleen uh, Kennedy, you know, got annoyed with somebody. And now it's J.J. Abrams again. But now J.J. Yeah. Abrams is making a film on the characters that he created, many of whom are not even there anymore. Yeah, and J.J. And Abrams is famous for not being able to finish things. He's, not, he's very good at setting things up, like Lost. But he doesn't know how to resolve those issues because if you look well, at that, well, that's more Damon Lindelhoff, to be honest. Yeah, but it's Ryan Johnson has, has pretty much sabotaged any expectations, and and it is it's it it will be very interesting to see how they're going to get out of all this. But the problem, certainly, what what I've got, and by the sounds of it, what you've got, and maybe sixty percent of the audience, none of us care anymore. And that's really, really dangerous for a fan base. You can love something or hate something, but if you don't care, and you're not even—I'm not even going to like the solo film. 
I just don't care. I don't care enough to want to watch it again. And I only watched forty minutes, and I didn't go. I didn't go to the cinema and pay to watch it. So I didn't, they didn't even get my money. I could have. I could have sat it. I could have sat at home and watched it, but I couldn't even be bothered doing that because of utter apathy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That. I mean, the the apathy is definitely uh, that. That's the worst. You know, well, really. if if you're if the, the trend, if certainly from the box office standpoint. Like I said, Kathleen Kennedy, she's gone, and they're only going to announce that in the next couple. <laughs> she's gone. She's she's disappeared. She's been fired because Force Awakens did two billion. It was the, it was number one in the box office of all time. Then Last Jedi came out and did and did half that amount. And from all accounts at the minute, Solo, and they were saying uh, that you know the pundits and the, the people that I watch online and, and all these analysts and things like that. If the film makes six, it was projected to make six hundred million, which was going to be a massive disappointment, and it's it's scraping three eighty, something like that. So it's it's even coming in as as two thirds of well, what was and projected. and because of all the reshoots, it costs more money than any Star Wars film. It cost two hundred and seventy five million, and right now the box office is only three hundred and fifty million. Blimey, so that's even lower, right? So it, yeah. It's cost more than what I thought, and it's it's brought in less than what I thought, and that is a yeah. So, so yeah, tough. so like um, like Rogue One cost like that one cost about it was a little bit less, but that one made over a billion dollars, right? And Last Jedi cost uh about two hundred fifty million. That one made one point uh, three three whatever million a billion. Yeah. You know, but so, still a good return. What? Still a good return yeah. financially. Not not as successful, but still a good return. Right. Um, and everyone says, well, Empire Strikes Back was hated when it came out. Well, a lot of things are hated when they come out at the time. Yeah. Well, but, yeah, but uh, Empire, Sta- Empire Strikes Back cost $30 million and, and you know, made over $500 million, So, But Ir- Irving Kershaw never, never said to the fans that they're racists. Or misogynists, you know. Uh, right, but I mean, you know, Lawrence Kasdan wrote that thing, and then he came back, and him and his son wrote Solo. So what the hell? I I think I think Lawrence Kasdan had nothing to do with the writing. <laughs> I think it was all John Kasdan, oh. and they just put Lawrence on the for a bit of how can we put it to st- stabilize the fan base or mm. to go well, but it was. Lawrence Kasdan rewrote Empire Strikes Back. It was Lee Brackett that wrote. That's true. The yeah. script. You know the the forties noir writer. Oh, I oh. I, oh I'm, I'm going to start spewing about <laughs> Star Wars. I'm going. I can feel myself getting angry the more I think about it. <laughs> oh, and, and and you know, and they were also talking about a Yoda movie. Yoda. What's he going to be doing? Well, Frank Oz is not going to do that movie. It, two hours of him making a casserole in his hut on Dagobah. That'd be good. Uh, well, I guess it would be yeah. when he was younger, but still. What's he going to be doing, though? Skateboarding? I don't, I don't know. It's, um... It, it's just rid- it's ridiculous how bad they've they've uh, fouled everything up. And, I mean, now you have... I mean, what's what's left for Lucasfilm? I mean... They've pushed it back a million times, but from all I, everything I've heard, it's it's gonna get it's gonna be shot pretty soon. 
is the well, the we... last Indiana Jones movie. Yeah, um... and, and and I mean that one is is largely being made because the the fourth one was people hated it. Yeah, it's being made as an apology. Um, I've got I've got higher hopes for that because okay. Harrison Ford wants to do it, and I think there's more you can you can play with an aging Indiana Jones. Um, right. And I'm a lot more positive for that. As, as long and we know that our friend Mr. Leboeuf isn't <laughs> going to be in it. No, definitely After not. Colin Sp- it's never a good career move to call Steven Spielberg an idiot, really, is it? <laughs> not the best. But in that, and, but in that case, he wasn't telling. He wasn't lying. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. Um, the main, the main, yeah, the main difference will be that the script. Will be a script. First of all, the script has nothing, no input from George Lucas. I'll get to him in a second. But <laughs> you know, again, the the whole problem with the fourth one, and one of the reasons it took so long to be made, was that Harrison Ford and Steven Spielberg hated the script. Right. Yeah. They just hated the whole alien angle, and the reality is, just in terms of a script and a story, and even an Indiana Jones story. When you think about it, even though people hated that aspect of it, I I always argued that it was valid. You know, and I would say, you don't understand. Indiana Jones was a an homage to nineteen thirties adventure serials. Yeah. That George Lucas was a great fan of. Yeah. Those adventure serials. Um, involved characters, you know, in these exotic locations and doing all these things or whatever. Yeah. And obviously a big store, a big part of the 1930s was Nazi Germany and World War II and whatever. Yeah. Now, when you move the story forward into the fifties, the biggest thing in the world at the time was, uh, the red scare. Yeah. And the biggest thing in terms of, you know, Similar, like independent or you know, uh, film or whatever, was were, were B movies. Yeah. And at the time in the fifties, there was a cut. There were not many types of B movies. One of them was spaghetti westerns, which they weren't going to make an Indiana Jones movie of. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> and the other one was was science fiction. Yeah. Them things like yeah. that. Yeah. And so and 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 you know. Aliens and and that, you know things like that. So if that was what was what was you doing an homage to, it only made sense to use that as the MacGuffin. MacGuffin. Well, all the way through, all the way through the, the the Crystal Skull film, the the aliens were only alluded to. Right. And 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 as an audience, you could be sitting there thinking. Well, it's going to be a metaphor for something else. Yeah. These ancient civilizations are going to think they're from another planet and things like that. Right. Granted, right at the end, it was revealed to be yes, it is aliens. But that's the same thing with every other Indiana Jones movie. I mean, yeah, uh, uh, the Lost Ark wound up being the Lost Ark. The Holy Grail yeah. wound up being the Holy Grail. <laughs> I, I, I genuinely, I genuinely didn't mind the Crystal Skull. I've come, I've come to. Not like it as a it, as a reflect on it. It's the the issue that I always had with it was, um, I thought the script was okay, 
the main issue for me was that I thought it was a it was a terribly produced and directed movie. Um, there were there were multiple scenes in the film that looked the sets looked cheap. They looked like they just looked like garbage. The the are you talking about the scene where like he's in when he's in the quicksand? Oh right, I'm, I was thinking the, the the bit where the chaps jump out with the blow darts. Ah, that looked like it was on a set. Yeah, that I mean that like looked you, yeah exactly that looked terrible. Stones and you could hear you could in the graveyard. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah. That looked terrible. Um, you know that. But and then the CGI that Spielberg had in there with the stupid groundhogs and and the flying monkeys, it just it just looked ridiculous. The, the film when I was I sat in the cinema and I watched it, and the bit where the the yeah the the golfers or whatever they are were watching the rocket, yeah, took me out of the film and I'm going uh oh that was, like, <laughs> that was the first alarm bell. Well, and then you know, and then of course you know he survives the uh, nuclear blast in the refrigerator. Didn't mind that. Did not mind. I didn't that either, but it looked ridiculous. <laughs> but that's kind of, that's Indiana Jones in a way. It's yeah, I guess so. Back. I mean, Temple of Doom had some ridiculous-looking things, but out of all of them, Temple of Doom is arguably the, the stupidest one. <laughs> but it's it's got it. The, the problem a lot of modern films have now is it's. It's so everything's got to be so safe, and yeah. like for instance, one of my favorite films, Poltergeist, a horror film for kids, that would never be made today. It, there's nothing wrong in in having a having a part in a film like a, a quote-unquote family film yeah. that's genuinely frightening. Go, the, the the opening for Ghostbusters, the the library ghost where where she transforms. Yeah. I went well, in the cinema. I jumped out of my seat watching that. Ah, that was scary. This, this is yeah. I, Get I her, Ray. That genuinely frightening. Yeah. And there's none of these films have that anymore. No. This this like, you've got to have a bit. The, all the sharp edges have been buffed yeah. off. Well, because um, they can't have the films rated R or anything like that. Because then, you know, uh, you know that you, you nobody sees them. Well, that, that's what I mean. It was Spielberg and Lucas were, were they were they were the ones that insisted on the PG thirteen rating right. for Temple of Doom and Gremlins. Yes, you, you can't you can't have kids films and then go to like well, it's eighteen in this country, but R in your country. No. Um, you know, you you go from you can go watch this film with your mum, or you can't go until you're eighteen. You need something in the middle, which is the PG thirteen thing, yeah. and it's it's that's perfect. Um, I mean, we don't we don't have PG thirteen in this country. Well, it, it was fifteen oh. in this country. It was P, PG, like a PG thirteen in your country was just PG for us. You could go and watch it, but a fifteen, you had to be fifteen years well, I gotta of age. You, I got to tell you something. Nobody even checked here. Real right. Well, there was a couple of like um, little like uh, like mom and pop uh, cinema houses in this country that you could just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm 15. You're blatantly 11. Um, but I was always a big kid anyway, so I could always get in. Yeah. Um, so it didn't really matter for me. So, but go on, sorry. Uh, so speaking of Spielberg, uh, did you see Ready Player One? I did. Yes. I mean, mm. I talked about it briefly on uh, one of the episodes. I just, to me, it was it was a fun film, but it was a letdown because I really enjoyed the book. 
and the film seemed to like rush the the action and everything and i think that was unfortunate i mean i know they're supposed to make a sequel but eh. is that happening do you know uh, I, I think it will happen. It's actually a, a movie and a book. Um, Ernest Klein, the guy that wrote the first book, he's actually writing a, a second book with Spielberg. All right, All right. okay. Because so, he doesn't do a lot of sequels, Spielberg, does he? Um, uh, yeah, no, he has. I mean, Jurassic Park he did. Lost World and then the Indiana Jones films. And oh, Fantastic. yeah, I mean, the Indiana Jones, he's directed all of them. And, uh, I absolutely loved the the Overlook Hotel sequence. The who? The Overlook Hotel sequence in Ready Player One. Was that the, the from The Shining? Yeah, because I'm a massive, massive Shining. Yeah, fan. I know, but you know the problem is The Shining is too obscure, and it wasn't even in the book. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't. Either. Think, I, don't I don't recall remembering that. Like the book has tons of like movie worlds and all that they go to. And I don't Brilliant. think The Shining was one of them. And you know, there was a lot that was dropped out. And what uh, I think what a lot of people said was that they would have had a licensing disaster. Yeah. So they cut a lot of it. But I don't know. If you want to watch something like that, just watch the Imagination Land episodes for South Park. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like Tron fighting Freddy Krueger and uh, things yeah. like that. So that was a Ready Player One, and then uh, on the TV front, uh, I've mentioned this before. I don't know. I don't know if you even get it over there. There's this uh, J.K. Simmons series called Counterpart. No, I've never even heard of that. It's man. very, very good. Very, very good. It's um, it's uh, a show where um, it takes place. I guess in like I guess it's the modern times, but. Basically, back in the 80s, there was like some kind of experiment that went haywire and it opened up a rift in space time. Oh, right. In Berlin, where uh, they can, you could travel between like a mirror universe. And like however, friends. yes, however, the other universe, the other Berlin, had like some cataclysmic uh, like famine or disease that wiped out a lot of the population. And so there's all this like espionage between the two and all. It's uh, very very cool. That's that that really sounds good. Yeah, What's it, it called? Counterpoint. Counterpart. Counterpart. Yeah, right. So okay. J.K. Uh, Simmons. I love J.K. Simmons. Right. Okay. Sold. Uh, Olivia Olivia Williams from uh, Dollhouse and uh, The Postman. No idea. Oh come on! You don't know Olivia Williams. Olivia Williams. She was in Dollhouse. No. With the douche. Oh, I know the douche. All right. Um, also, uh, one of the bad guys in there is uh, Stephen Ray. Oh, refresh my memory. Uh, he's the guy from uh, Crying Game. Oh, sorry. Uh, uh, sorry. Uh, sorry, old chap. Stephen Rhea. Rhea, is that how you say his name? Yes. Sorry, dear chap. <laughs> right. Okay, sold. Yeah, I will watch that, well, I, and I genuinely will. Yeah, it's a great show. Stephen Rhea, yeah. uh, as you know, was one of the uh, the the band members in Still Crazy. Yes, still, and, and you, it's still crazy that I've still not ah. watched it. Hey, wait, wait. So, so he was he's uh, he's doing an off Broadway show. I just met him for the first time uh, like a week ago. Cool. I had him sign my DVD. I said, "I love this movie. It's great." He goes. 
you know, it's it's really not a good movie at all. <laughs> really? No, sorry, uh, Irish listeners, uh, if there is any Irish listeners. I've probably mispronounced Mr. Ray slash Rhea's name, but I've always called him Rhea. Whatever. Because so, I'm talking to my rear end. Mm. Counterpart, very good. And also, uh, at the, in, in this country, it's on the Stars channel. Uh, I'll get it on my completely legal uh, Amazon stick. Yes, of yes. course. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but it's a quick one. I think there's only like 10 episodes or something. Right. Um, and then. Well, it sounds really good, that. Really good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. And the other one uh, that I enjoy, uh, you know, uh, is, of course, Westworld. Uh, they just have finished the second season uh, coming up this Sunday. Everyone keeps telling me to watch it, and I can't get into it. What? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. It's very good. Yeah, I've heard. I, I just I don't know what it is. It's just not. It just doesn't. Gra- I watched the first episode. It just not didn't grab me at all. Uh, the first initially, it's kind of dumb, but it gets really good after a while. Um, you know, I mean, Evan Rachel Wood is so you know so hot that I just yeah. And even Tandy Newton is uh, lovely. Yeah, I don't mind Tandy Newton. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. One of the earliest films that I remember her from, and not the stupid Vin Diesel uh, um, uh, Pitch Black sequel, <laughs> Riddick, um, was uh, because I, lo- I love all of these movies, even though the guy's a jerk, all of the uh, um, Simon Pegg movies. She was in Run, Fat Boy, Run. Not seen that. Is it never? Uh, God, David. Is that a David Schwimmer film? That David Schwimmer. I think David Schwimmer directed a Simon Pegg film. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy from Friends. Yeah, that fella. Yeah. Well, it also starred Hank Azaria. Oh yeah, you're right. It is. Is it? Yeah, it was. It was directed by David Schwimmer. It was written by Simon Pegg and Michael Ian Black. I need to get out of the house. Why do I know all these things? Uh, Simon Pegg was like a fat guy, and he, he decides to run a marathon. Yeah. Good God. Yeah. The, sh- the, show that, the show that's genuinely blown me away recently yes. was Mindhunter. Have you watched that No, I, I didn't watch that one, no. You know, you know what it's about, don't you? Uh, I think so. The early days of the FBI behavioral sciences department. Because oh. I was going to say, you know... There was a, a terrible movie called Mindhunter, which I think starred Christian Slater. <laughs> it all comes back to Slater. Uh, but you know, the, the, the guy who, uh, the show that you're talking about, um, uh, Mindhunter, one of the, I don't know if he's considered the creator, but uh, he's one of like the producers, is uh, David Fincher. Yes. Probably the best. Well, it's certainly my favorite director working today. Really? Yeah, uh, yeah. He's he's been a he's been a like a slow revelation to me. And I think the last few DVD uh, DVDs, how quaint! Uh, last few Blu-rays I bought have all been David Fincher films. Well, and, uh, it's funny. I, I I I saw David Fincher like a month or so ago. I hate you so much. Well, Go because on. it was the it was a pr- promotional thing for Mindhunter. You know, so like he was there and a Torv was there. But I really wanted Fincher. But I wanted him to sign, I know he hates it, but I wanted him to sign this photo from Alien 3. (laughs) 
And he lives in New York, so eventually I'll get a photo with him. But I, I couldn't get the photo because I had to argue with him to sign this stupid thing. <laughs> he, go, he goes, there's something wrong with you, man. And I was like, no, I really, I love this. <laughs> Alien 3 is still my favorite Alien movie. Oh, controversial. Yes, it is. Really? I've got a big soft spot for it, but it's not my favorite really? by far. It's a good film. It, it, I, I did, I, it, that was another one. I hated that for years. And then. I always liked it. I. Th- that's another one. As I get older, uh, that was the film I went watching at the cinema after I left school. I was 16, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And I've got a lot of. Um, I remember a lot of the hype around it at the time. I've got a lot of happy memories about that film at the time. It is. You actually look, take, a, take another look at it. It is still awful, but it's. There's a lot of. A lot of goodwill towards it. But you see, I sense. don't, I don't, I'm not a big Aliens fan. The second one that people like adore that movie, and I'm like, yeah, it's okay. My favorite film of all time. Really? Yes, my number one, wow. and it'll never be usurped. I mean, that's not even. I wouldn't even put that in my top three Cameron films. I know it's yeah, it's it is it's it's. It, my, my top five certainly over the last twenty years has changed so much, but the one that still stayed there is Aliens. Well, David Fincher, and, of course, also for the for the fans at home, he directed Seven. Yes, you know with the the infamous "What's in the box?" And we won't we won't mention who played the villain. Oh yes, uh, Kevin Spacey. <laughs> yes. Uh, the Game with Michael Douglas and Sean Penn, which is okay. Yeah. Uh, Fight Club. I'm not a Fight Club fan. You're not? No. We're, we're, we're arguing quite a lot tonight, man. I don't know. I'm just not. Uh, Panic Room was okay. Zodiac was fantastic. Uh, that's in my top ten, Zodiac. Uh, Benjamin Button didn't understand it. Uh, Social yeah. Network, I wouldn't even watch it. I've never seen that Stupid. either. Stupid. Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, okay. Uh, and Gone, Gone Girl was great. See, I forget. I forgot he did that. Yeah, he did that. Yeah, I've watched that as well. Uh, so, yeah, David Fincher. But, um, yeah, you know, he got his, he got his start with the Lucasfilm. Yeah, um, Digital Domain. Not Digital Domain. Um, Isla. Yeah. yeah, he was a camera, did matte photography, things like that. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, David Fincher, uh, what the heck were we talking about? Just meeting all my favorites. <laughs> oh, yeah, reasons. well, you said Mindhunter, yeah, yeah. So, uh, no, Run, Fat Boy, Run, you know, I, I love I love any movie where Simon Pegg is running a lot. Usually from zombies, but... <laughs> he's not very popular in this country. Right, well, he's, he's a, I don't like him, he's a jerk. He's outstayed his welcome. He is literally... I mean, if when you talk about, um, you know, like the uh, the movies that he's done, you know, with the, the running, you know, the the ones with um, uh, Nick... Uh, Nick, whatever his name is. You know, the, like Frost. the... Nick Frost. Yeah, like the Shaun of the Dead stuff. Edgar Wright. I, I, yeah. I have met Edgar Wright. I've met Nick Frost. Um, I'm just thinking about uh, uh, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz. I've met um, Martin Freeman. Uh, hold on a minute. 
Jim Broadbent, I've met. I've met uh, Patty Considine. Uh, I will meet because he's he's coming to Broadway. Uh, and I think he's a nice guy. Um, uh, and I met Paul Freeman. Uh, oh, brilliant. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, so all these people, uh, you know, in, in, in these... I mean, I haven't met Timothy Dalton, but I think I've heard he's a jerk. Eddie Marzin, I've met him too. You've met who, sorry? Eddie Marzin. All right, yeah. You know, and uh, and even Bill Nighy, who, who's been in a lot of those movies. Yeah. All nice. Yeah. I cannot get this damn Simon Pegg. Every is it because he's, he's a distant person, or he's just... just every time I see this guy, he's in a big hurry and he's running, like in the movies. <laughs> it's very annoying. <laughs> you have to trap him in a in a lift or something and pin him oh, no, pin him to really, the This is very very annoying. I can't get this damn guy. Um, Weird. Yeah. So. Last thing I would say in the uh, celebrity uh, world, unless you have uh, anything, um, was uh, Roseanne will return to the air, <laughs> but yes. without Roseanne. Yes, the Connors. <laughs> yes, I have seen this as well. This is going to be terrible. So, oh well. Um, I'm not surprised. I think uh, she's a lunatic. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I, I don't want to get all political, but she's she's a Trump voter, isn't she? Yeah, but that's not even the, the issue. I mean, the issue is that she's just a, just a, a mad woman. Yeah, I just uh, I, I do think that I, I think there's a lot of um, I think if you if you voted for Trump or you're vocal about voting for Trump, I think certainly entertainment industry is, is going to frown upon that. Eh, I, I don't know about that because I think in reality a lot of the people who Produce are actually a uh, Republican. All right. Okay. However, when you uh, refer to a black woman as resembling yeah. an ape, yes, and you have a television show run uh, on a network that's run by a black woman, probably yeah. not going to go over too well. It's not the best move, really, is it? Yeah. Which, again, but she, not... the, the thing with her is she's a lunatic in that. She'll go on like Twitter and say like awful things, and just mean, nasty, crazy, conspiratorial nonsense. But in that that like alt right like Trump world where the truth is lost to the eth to the to you know into the uh, into the uh, the ethos, if you will. Yeah. Um, you can get away with that because it's an yeah. it's an echo chamber. Or as Paul McCartney referred to to the uh, the loo. <laughs> it's, a, it's an echo chamber in here, love. It's great, love. Echo, echo. Your esteemed president is visiting my country uh, the next week too. I, I thought they they won't let him in there. No, the uh, embargo has been lifted. He's he's coming. Yes, I he's can't even imagine. Visit. I can't even considering he just went to Canada. Probably our closest. Uh, 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 ally, not just because of geographic closeness, but <laughs> culturally and everything. Yeah. And the name, number one trade partner. He basically went up there, insulted them, and insulted all the other Western European allies. <laughs> uh, as he, and not even to their face, he did it as he left 
like a, a little crybaby. <laughs> is this a, is this a G7 summit? Yes. <laughs> oh, it's brilliant. Have you seen that photograph of him? Oh, uh, yeah, where he's sitting there and they're all like towering over him like, would you grow yeah. up? <laughs> now, if he visits the Northwest, there might be half a chance I can get to meet him mm. because of my my occupation. Oh, really? But, oh, yes. but remember, he's a germaphobe, so... I've always got some, um, uh, I think it's Purell in your country, but it's called Curex. In our, I've always got some of that on me at the time. You know, if I can, if I can get a photograph with, with, with a, a, a sitting US president, that'd be hilarious. Yes, it would be. Oh, and that, that will be your new thumbnail for the next show. Well, the, 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 the fact that he is the sitting US president is hilarious enough. Yes, I know you're no fan of him. I'm pretty much apathetic to both sides. Well, I mean, it has very little impact on you. No, I know it does, but uh, it's, it's certainly good for um, uh, yucks, as you say over there. I mean, I can't even imagine how much it's going to cost me. Uh, I, I mean, all of our dollar stores are going to go out of business now with these tariffs. There'll be ten dollar <laughs> stores. There'll be ten dollar stores. It'll be great. Uh. Let's make a $20 stores. <laughs> I'm doing the thing with my hand, by the way, as well. The, the OK sign. Oh, yeah, well. Are you doing the Alec Baldwin impersonation? Uh, is that the Saturday Night Live yeah, thing? Yeah. No, I've, I'm, I'm doing um, I'm doing the Ralph Garman impression ah. from uh, Hollywood Babylon. Kevin Smith. Yes. It's great. <laughs> it's going to be huge. Huge, huge, huge. Believe it. Believe it. That guy needs a haircut more than I yeah, do. Well, yeah. <laughs> he said that about himself, by the way. Some protester being dragged out of his... Yes, uh, yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, is, that a, is that a hairdo? A ponytail? Is that a man? <laughs> or a woman? I, I just, I can't. I can't. What what America is getting used to now? Again, I know it's a very very touchy political subject. Donald Trump is is arguably, from where I'm sitting, the most divisive president I've seen in my lifetime. The most what? Divisive. Well, obviously. You are, <laughs> it, it, You're really going out on a limb there. That's you, yeah. I'm yeah putting yeah putting it politely is divisive. However. What I will say to, to my American friends is go on YouTube and type in uh, Prince Philip uh, Gaff. <laughs> well, no, I know that guy. <laughs> if you think Donald Trump's bad, we've had Prince Philip for 60 plus years. <laughs> and and he wasn't voted in. You voted him in. <laughs> no, this is very embarrassing for us. Exactly. So please don't, you know, don't we we've got uh, Prince Philip going to going to how can I put it? Dip, dip, uh, uh, diplomats uh, uh, evening soirees and things like that. And essentially calling them how can I put this sensitively? Uh, the N-word. <laughs> and 
people from uh, Asian people. And I'm going to rephrase this as sensitive as I can. <laughs> How did your eyes become that shape? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's that's the person that's representing Great Britain. Mm. Yeah, and you wonder why, you know, we're, we're in the state that we are. Well, not that bad over there. Come on. Um. Hmm. Don't get me started on that either. <laughs> anyway, so um, before we get into celebrity deaths, uh, oh I sent you a present. You did. Thank you from the genuinely, Greg, <laughs> from the bottom of my heart. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Would the listeners like me to describe? Oh, what yeah, go ahead. <laughs> right. I opened. I opened this package from um, uh, New Jersey. Yeah. And I opened it, and, I, and I, when I first opened it, I thought, oh, this is the uh, the Dune, the 1984 David Lynch film, which I'm a big fan of. Mm. Uh, I thought it was a poster magazine. I thought, oh, brilliant. I've got, because I've already got that copy. Great, I've got two. When I finally fully, op- fully opened the package, listeners, it was assigned to David, uh. cheers, Kyle McLachlan. Uh. That was it. Thank you. Thank you very much, Greg. Genuinely, thank you very much. I, I cannot, I, I cannot say a thank you enough times. Well, it will be getting framed at some point. <laughs> yeah. So, and I like, I like the fact he's, he's put cheers on it because he's trying to be a bit um, um, Anglo-centric. So, right. So, what happened there was, now I had seen Kyle McLaughlin a couple of times, and again, I'm not, I'm, I. I never got into Dune. I never got into Twin Peaks. Not really into like Sex of the City. Uh, so at the end of the day, I'm not really a fan of his. Right. But he's around. I see him all the time. So uh, he was doing some gig, uh, some reading with uh, Joan Allen, who was the one I went there for the most part. I like her really? as an actress. She was in uh, the Manhunt. Remember Manhunter, the first. Uh, um, Hannibal Lecter movie. Yes, yeah, well spotted. Yes, she was. Yeah, Ryan Cox was uh, Hannibal Lecter. Dream much, Will? Yeah. By the way, I actually said this to Brian Cox in person. I said, Brian, you were the better uh, Winston Churchill last year <laughs> in the better Winston Churchill movie. <laughs> And you know what he said? Go on. But I really appreciate... He goes, um... I really appreciate that. Tell it to Gary Oldman. I said, That's I will. not a bad impersonation, that, actually. Yeah, no, they're both very nice guys. But anyway, yeah, he was... I saw his movie, Churchill. Brian yeah. Cox. It was fantastic. Not seen that one. Oh, yet. you gotta see. It's great. Uh, basically... He plays Winston Churchill during, uh, basically right around the D-Day invasion. Okay. And the the story basically is about how um, he didn't want them to do D-Day, and he was, uh, he thought it was going to be too many casualties, and blah, 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 and he was a pain in the butt, and eventually they, you know, between Monty and Eisenhower, they just got him to shut up and say, listen, you, you... just go on the radio and, and make sure, you know, and keep everybody's morale up because you don't know what the hell you're doing here. 
Yeah. And uh, uh, obviously they were right. He was wrong. Right. Or we'd all be speaking German right now. Yeah, to use a cliche, yes, we would. So anyway, what was I saying? Oh, so uh, anyway, so I wanted uh, Joan Allen. She was at that spot. But I knew McLaughlin was going to be there. And so I was supposed to get some stuff signed by some two-bit woman in a, that was in The Force Awakens at a Broadway show for my other friend, whose also name is David. Right. We actually Good call name. him Asian Dave. Oh, I know Asian Dave. Asian Hello, Asian Dave. Dave. You're listening. Well, he was on this show, in, in fact, yes. from Star Wars uh, Celebration. So Asian Dave, I I, f- I forgot to do it. So, and then the, the the person that was in this Broadway show left, so I couldn't do it. So I felt bad. So I said, Dave, I think you're a Dune fan. He goes, Yeah, kinda. I said, All right. So I went there with a couple of eight by tens, and it just so happened I had to get two guys named David on the thing. Nice one. So I said to him. To Kyle, I said, Kyle, I wonder if you could sign this. My friend David, by the way, is from uh, 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 north of England. I couldn't remember exactly where, so I said Manchester, Birmingham, somewhere between the two. <laughs> and I Birmingham, right? <laughs> so I said, <laughs> I said, um, you know, this guy is a, is the biggest Dune fan. But there's no way he's ever going to be able to, to, to meet you in person if you could sign this. And Kyle's a very nice guy. He goes, yeah, yeah. of course, absolutely. So uh, he goes, uh, who do you want me to make it out to? I said, David. He goes, oh, okay. So he signs it. Uh, Dear David or whatever to David. Uh, cheers, Kyle McLaughlin. So that's why he put the cheers in there. Yeah. And then I had the second one that was going to be for the other David. Um, well, at the, at the time, it didn't really matter. And I said, uh, and he signs it. And I said, oh, could you do to, to David on this one as well? He goes, okay. So that's when he just did to David. And, and, and I, uh, I'm holding that one for him. Right. And sent the other one to you. Cool. I hope, I hope uh, Dave isn't too upset that I got the cheers and he didn't. Well, tough. Don't hold it against me, Dave. Please, mate. Tough. Uh, yeah, I couldn't get some the one of the, the woman who was in in the the background in The Force Awakens for thirty seconds. Sorry, <laughs> who was that? Oh God, let's see. Um, the background for Force Awakens. Yeah, she was. Uh, it was either that or the Last Jedi. Uh, I think she was a British actress. I've never heard of her. Let me, well, try probably and, not, let me try and look it up here. Go through the full cast of Force Awakens. Oh, don't, don't bother. You'll be all right. No, I'm just saying it's, it's, it annoyed me. I was like, who is this person? Ever heard of her? And she's the one who was acting the star, I take it. No, no. So the the, the Broadway show is um, uh, Angels in America. Oh, is that that Al Pacino thing? Yes. The HBO show from years ago. Uh, yes, but it yeah, was yeah. it was. Um, but the AIDS epidemic. Yes, and it's yes. it's in two parts. You know, the whole play is like eight hours. Ridiculous. Oh, so anyway, it it the it was 
before this, it was written by Tony Kushner, famous Broadway, uh, you know, um, playwright. But it actually debuted in uh, uh, at the National Theater in the UK first with Andrew Garfield. Oh, right. And uh, James McArdle was in it as well. He was in. Um, I don't know if Andrew Garfield was in it in the the UK version. He's in the one here with Nathan Lane and all. Right. Uh, but anyway, so this woman was in the UK version, and so she carried over um, to here. But she was only in it for, you know, a, a certain amount of time, and then they replaced her. Yeah. But I'm, I'm trying to find out the hell, who the hell it was. And now I'm, uh, this is annoying me now. Ah. Uh, oh, Amanda Lawrence. She was uh, the angel. Amanda Lawrence. That's who it was. No idea who that is. Neither did I. <laughs> Neither did I. <laughs> anyway, so uh, that that's that's how that transpired. Brilliant. Yeah. No, it's it's, it's genuinely humbling to. I know you meet all these famous people all the time. Yeah. It's just. Cal McLaughlin's, you know, he actually is, uh, I'm not going to say he knows who I am, but he's actually uh, spoke about me or he's been spoken to about me. Yes. Well, yeah. just in, in general. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like, you know, I feel like, you know, we could be friends now. I think I'll have to start stalking him. And, you know, the funny thing is, in terms of Dune, but because I didn't care about the movie, the one of the stars, Francesca Anise, Anis, whatever her name is. Yeah. She actually was on Broadway last year. Wow! But I didn't. I didn't get you an autograph there. No, that's, uh, the uh, Kyle's going to be the big one. Yeah, because we're friends now, so I get to call him Kyle. Right. Uh, uh, Sting, I'm not that bothered about. I know you've met Sting. <laughs> yeah, I've had. I've had. Oh. I've had the the honor of meeting Sting. Hmm. All right, Gordon. Uh, but Should you know, I've met. I've been in terms of doing. I've met Sean Young. I've met um, Brad Dourif. Brad Dourif. I've met him. Uh, Patrick Stewart. Sting. Oh God, you keep forgetting he's in it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd, I'd love. I'd actually love to meet Dean Stockwell, but he never really. He's so old. He never does anything anymore. I bet he's eighty now. He's eighty-two, and oh. Max Max von Sydow, whatever. Uh, <laughs> Uh, he's almost 90. He, he never does anything. But he's not aged since The Exorcist. <laughs> I know, right? He just looks the same. Good Swedish jeans. Uh, from uh, Flash Gordon. Yeah. British pantomime classic. And then uh, another guy I'd like to meet would be uh, Jürgen uh, Prochnow. Oh, yeah. Uh, so there's so many people in that film. He's uh, He's from Germany. Yeah, he's German. Uh, yeah. he, of course, he was in Beerfest. What? Beerfest. No clue. Ah, the Broken Lizard movie. I love Beerfest. You know, I actually thought you were going to say Das Boot. No, but yeah, but Beerfest. You go lowbrow. I like it. Uh, he was also, he, he dubbed Sylvester Stallone's voice in German in Rocky and Rocky 2. Really? <laughs> That's, that is fascinating. I did not it know was, that. that was him. 
It was him. And remember, he was he was in Beverly Hills Cop two. And he slapped his leg into Maxwell feet. Dent. Yes, he was not a nice man. No, that was that was in the in the mid to late eighties when all the villains had to be like uh, <laughs> Euro scum. Uh, they're all they're all British and Scandinavian, yeah, he was, and he was the bad guy in Judge Dredd God, with Max von Sydow. Yeah, Sido, whatever, whatever. God, I forgot. Yeah. I forgot. I went cinema watching that. And if I could get him, and if I could get him, I would have most of the cast of the horrible Wing Commander movie. Because <laughs> I've met. You couldn't even say that with a straight I've met, It's really bad. I've met. I've met Freddie Prinze Jr., uh, Saffron Burroughs. Uh, Saffron? Yeah. Matthew Lillard. Uh, I have never met, however, I've never met uh, Takechi Cario. Takechi? I don't even know who that is. Yeah, you know, he, he's, a, he's like a French guy. Mm. Uh, he, he talks like a French guy. I can't, uh, I cannot place him. He was in Goldeneye. Oh God! He was the one that was interrogating him. He was like the defense minister of Russia or something. Yeah, yeah, kind of picture him now. Was it? Yeah, he was in like a. I think it was in Lahaine and things like that. And then the other one, uh, um, he basically played the Malcolm McDowell role from the video game. Was uh, David Suchet, who I love, and but the guy never comes here ever. Yeah, David Suchet. Yeah. Love that guy. His brother's a newsreader over here. Ah, but you know what John. movie I absolutely love him from? I think I know where you're going. Harry and the Yes! Henderson. What a god! Oh, god, I'm so sad. They have a language? That's, that's one of them films that everyone <laughs> tends to forget now. Why? It's great. I don't know. It's a bit, I don't know. It, it's, it doesn't get like a lot of, a lot of like these... These eighties films, which like, uh, spaceballs get mentioned all the time. Which next true Jacko old boy? <laughs> uh, I don't know. There's always Loch Ness. <laughs> Do you think they were setting up a sequel? Oh that? God, I hope not. <laughs> yeah, old Nessie. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think that's what that was. David Shushay. So, you know, I was, uh, and speaking about Goldeneye, which is uh, uh, one of my favorite uh, Bond films, obviously, of all time. Yeah. Um, I did finally get to meet Sean Bean. Really? Yeah, Sean Bean. Yeah. I like Sean Bean. I do. He's a very nice guy. He's a nice guy. Yes, he's very nice. Very nice guy. Good. He's a northerner. He's got to be fine. It was uh, the same night. We, we got him outside of a talk show. It was a madhouse. And then we ran up to this uh, speech and book signing of Nick Nolte. Oh, oh I've seen the photo. Yes, who's currently masquerading as Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah. He's, he, look, he actually looks like Harry from Harry and from the Hendersons. <laughs> so it looked like to me. Uh, What's happened to him? I don't know. He's a mess. Yeah, but I so yeah, but so, yeah, even in there, I've met uh, I've met Brosnan, Bean. I've never met Isabella Skorupko. 
Uh, but uh, uh, she was the uh, Natalia. In the you know, she was like the the uh, the the good girl. In Goldeneye. Yeah, in Goldeneye. Compared to uh, yeah, the Russian, yeah. compared to yeah. uh, Famke Johnson, who was the uh, the bad one. See that what that's what confuses me about a lot of the a lot of the Bond films. They, they just they have like an international cast yeah. and they never play where they're from. Mm. I've met her. Right. She's weird, very weird, very tall but weird. Right? In what way? She's just like I mean, like she'll she'll stop, she'll sign, she'll take a photo, but like she doesn't really want to be anywhere near you. Right. Um. Uh, and uh, I thought you were going to tell me she walks around with a lot of hamsters in a pocket or something. Could be. Oh. Yeah. Uh, uh, Judy Dench, very nice, very nice lady. Really? Yeah, I met her. Oh, okay. Dame Judy Dench. Yeah. And uh, I've never yeah. one of my favorite. I've never met Robbie Coltrane. Where's this guy? Yeah, I've not seen Robbie Coltrane for a while. Damn. Not even over here. No. I don't know what he's doing. Well, he did those Harry Potter movies, but... He actually yeah, he's probably been able to retire off them because mm. he was in... Uh, you may have got it over the a, a, a big, big show over here called Cracker, mm. which is set in Manchester. don't think I've... I don't know if I've seen that one, but I have seen Nuns on the Run! Oh dear, sorry, mate. <laughs> uh, no, it's it's not it's not too bad. Late eighties schlock, nothing yeah. wrong with it. Uh, Eric Idle. Yeah, Eric Idle. Yeah. Uh, Alan Cumming. Uh, you know he's always around over here. I've met him. Uh, and even though she had a bit part, Mini Driver. Really, you met Mini Driver? Mm-hmm. Is her face as big as what I think it is? <laughs> She's 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 big. She's very tall. Yeah, yeah. She's in one of my favorite films of all time, Gross Point Blank. That's a good one, John Cusack. Yeah, yeah I love that film. Um, but she, there's a bit in it where she's she's a bit I don't know she's a bit weird in it. It really ruins ruins the film for me when she's talking to the baby. <laughs> okay. It's like shut up. You know, shut up. Uh... So yeah, that's uh, all right. So now, celebrity death. I uh, only have a couple here. That's it. The first. Um, I've lost my place. The first, born uh, 1948, died uh, 2018, 69 years old. Margot Kidder. Oh yeah, Lois so Lane. Lois. Lois. Yeah. yeah. Really tragic. Yeah, um, yeah, she, yeah she, not, you know. Not been well for about 20 years. I don't think she's been mentally well for no, quite a while. No, no, very long time. Um, she's not as bad as Shelley Duvall, but that's another story. <laughs> I'll, I'll talk about Shelley Duvall in a minute. Yeah, Shelley um, Duvall's yeah. nuts. Oh, dear me. Um, but yeah, Margot Kidder, another, you know, like the my certainly my first Lois Lane yes. and the first... Yeah. Uh, kind of screen heroine that I went to the uh, to the cinema watching yeah. in Superman two, and there's that. I think I posted a picture online when she died with without any text, and it was the it was the picture of her looking down on on New York when ah, yes. uh, Christopher Reeve is smiling at her, and it's you know very very symbolic. Yeah. And I, I weren't I weren't too you know I weren't too surprised at her death, but again she's very young, and it's it's just a very very big part of certainly yeah. my childhood. 
But I think, again, you know, her, very similar to Carrie Fisher, you know, just had so many issues, uh, you know, substance abuse and ill health and everything, and very sad. Just too young as well, just too young. She was actually due to appear uh, on Long Island in a uh, at a convention that just happened. Um, right. She was going to appear with Mark McClure, who played Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, and uh, two of General Zod's uh, uh, people, uh, Sarah Douglas from uh, yeah. the second Conan, and yeah. uh, Jack O'Halloran. Yeah, yeah, big Jack. Yeah, and I met those two. Actually, I met the three of them there. Margot Kidder, I met at a convention about three, three or four years ago. Right, and she, yeah, she was very nice. Yeah, and uh, speaking of uh, Superman. Um, um, Superman 2, he's actually coming in a couple of weeks, and I hope this all works out. Fingers crossed. Terrence Stamp. Oh, yes, that would be a big Stamp. one. He's got a memoir. He's supposed to do a book signing, but... Terrence... Now, do you know what my favorite Terrence Stamp movie is? I'm going to say The Lion. It is indeed. God, how good am I? I'm on phone. And you know who I just met from the Limey? Oh, go on. He actually got into a little trouble this week. Oh, dear. For a bad go on. tweet. P- oh, Peter Fonda. Oh. Oh. I don't think we can even repeat what he said. <laughs> he said some bad stuff. Oh, dear me. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's... Regardless of what side you're on politically, you shouldn't be saying things yeah. like that. Really, real. That's yeah. That's that's worse than what Roseanne said. I think. <laughs> yeah, we're not even going to go into that one. Yeah, right. so bad. But yeah, so Peter Fonda. But, uh, hang on a minute. In your in your country, I thought any threats made towards the president or yes. the family don't the FBI or the Secret Service get involved straight away? Well, the Secret Service did investigate it. Yes. Yeah. Right, so he's not in some, like, holding room now. No, no, come on. Right. You know how many people (laughs) threatened the president? (laughs) Well, yeah, I just... I mean, it's not like people will go online and call the president a moron, would they, Greg? Well, no, it's it's nothing like that. I mean, Trump would probably like it to be that way, but... uh... No, we do have I'm we do have the First Amendment over here. First Amendment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we don't have that in this country. We don't have freedom of speech no, in this country. So, yeah, very, very surprising to me. But yeah, I, when I saw that, I just thought he's some kind of you know FBI black box team are going to be going around his house and taking him out in a helicopter. When I when I saw that one, I think nah, you can't be me. there's a Secret Service. I mean, they don't put a lot of time into these things. It's just there's too much. Right. Of it. Right. Okay. You know, what do you think is going to happen to him? Nothing. Really? What would happen to him? Mm. He apologized. Yeah, but... Um, yeah. It's, yeah. It's threatening, threatening children. do anything now anyway. Right, okay. It's just... it's just He's gone beyond threatening the presence. He's, he's threatening yeah. children. It's, it's really, really bad. <clears throat> if you're listening, listeners, you fill in the blanks. All right. Uh, he was he was a bit General Zodish, right? <laughs> hey! Uh, by the way, you know there's a new uh, show 
Uh, over here, it's on a sci-fi channel. It's called Krypton. Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah. I've seen it. Any it's okay. Right, okay. General Zod is a black fellow. Okay. Just saying. Hashtag casual racism. Uh, he's actually played by a guy uh, who was in several Bond movies uh, with uh, Pierce Brosnan. Oh. He was like the he was like the MI6 guy that was always uh, with him. Is it is he British? Oh, definitely. Most most assuredly, yeah, I, everybody on the show that is <laughs> that everyone from the planet Krypton <laughs> speaks with a British accent. Yeah, yeah. Everybody. Yeah, I know the guy. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's one guy who you know, comes from. Uh, uh, he's Adam. Uh, what the heck is his name? Um, the DC character, Adam. What? Uh, Adam Strange. Adam Strange, yes. He he's supposed to be American. And he's Brit. Oh, I don't know. He might be. All right. But he's the only one who doesn't speak with a British accent. All right, okay. But yeah, um yeah, um uh, Terrence Stamp. That is, yeah, that's going to be cool. Yeah. One of the great ones. Actually, it is a book signing following um and a Q&A following uh, the movie The Hit. Oh, don't know that. 1984, The Hit. The Hit? The Hit, starring John Hurt, Tim Roth, Laura Del Sol. I don't know who that is. The Hit. I don't know that one. Oh. Wes Anderson ranked it the fifth best British film. I'm just wondering if it's been, if it's... Under a different title. Um, I don't know. It says a British road crime film directed by Stephen Frears. Um, right, starring okay. John Hurt, Turn Stamp, blah, 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 blah. It's not ringing a bell at all, huh? First, right. Terrence Stamp's first starring role in over a decade. Right, the title okay. music is provided by Roger Waters and Eric Clapton. Oh dear. Can't win them all. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. So I'm hoping to get a ticket for that one. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, that really sounds good. Yeah. Terrence, Terrence Stamp, you know, he was also in one of my favorite movies, Young Guns. Was he in Young Guns? Yeah, he was... Um, I think he was the he was a British fellow a, 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 a character in the movie and I he was the like rancher that was like in the beginning of the movie he was like the head of he was like the uh like he took them all in sort of a thing all right okay and the Lincoln County regulators I guess they worked for him or something you know That's another one of the things I've seen a cattle that. rancher they killed him in the in the middle Emilio Estevez <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I don't. That's another one. Kiefer I, I, I Sutherland, uh, you know. You have to watch that as well, mate. Yeah, that's a good one. Obviously, the limey. I mean, he was he was in a Star Wars movie, but it's you know it's putrid. Rewatched it last week, actually. The Phantom Menace. Yeah, rewatched it. Hmm. Yeah, it's actually. Still, I think it's still the the best one of the prequels, but that's not saying much. <clears throat> well, it's. I think it's because it's got it's it's another one. It's got that goodwill yeah, behind it. Uh, the hype, well, but, the hype right? But you that. also, you also. I mean, just think of acting. You had Liam Neeson. 
Yep. You know, who I love. And then you had Darth... You had Ray Park, but you had Darth Maul, who was, like, this really cool villain. Yeah. And uh, you didn't have Aiden Christensen. <laughs> no, I think he's got a... I think he's got a bad... Uh... A bad reputation since since those films, and he's not a bad actor. No, he's just, no, he's not a bad actor. He's a terrible actor. <laughs> I've seen him in other things. He's terrible. Have you ever? No, he's not bad he's terrible. Class. Have you ever? What is that movie with Tim Robbins that he's in? Oh, Tim Robbins. It's horrible. It's about like computer hacking. Dushku's brother is in it. He when I was talking to him, he was joking about how bad it is. Oh dear, I don't know that one. It is Blast. what. Glass is the one with the journalist, isn't it? No, 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 no. That one is, that's the one where he's crying the whole time. That is horrible. (laughs) That is one of the worst (laughs) movies I've ever seen. Ever. (laughs) Ever! Um, You've watched some rubbish in your time. Yes, I have. And and that one was, that was really bad. I'm like, I gotta look this one up now. This stupid, uh, horrible... Uh, the one you're talking about, Shattered Glass. He wasn't bad in that. Come That's on, that's awful, awful. <laughs> uh, the one I'm talking about is where the heck is it? Uh, is this not his full thing here? I mean, what's going on here? Uh, Awake was terrible. Jumper's horrible. Jumper, that's the other one I'm thinking. This guy's of. terrible. I've never seen it because Jamie Bell's in it. <laughs> What's wrong with Jamie Bell? Nah. Uh, Great. Oh, okay. Oh, this is the full thing here. Um, come on, where is it? Oh, it's not. No, you know what? It's not him. Oh, that's why it was Ryan Phillippe. <laughs> That's that's how bad it is. He's getting blamed for something he didn't do. Uh, but Shattered Glass stunk, man. That was terrible. Compared, compared antitrust. to antitrust. That's what it was. antitrust. Awful. Never, never heard of that film ever. Ryan Phillippe, Rachel Lee Cook, Tim Robbins. Terrible. And you know what, Greg? Nate Dushku. Nate Dushku. Because Rachel Lee Cook's in it, and I was a massive Rachel Lee Cook fan for obvious Never reasons. liked her, but the other person that was in the movie that I was, I fawned over for many years, and still would if she was in anything new, Claire Forlani. Oh, yeah, Claire Forlani, yeah, she's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, I think she's about 45, something like that now, and she looks the same. Forty-seven. Yeah. 46, 47, she, yeah. She looks early 30s. She looks absolutely fantastic. She does indeed. But she yeah. was railroaded, as you know, by Harvey Weinstein. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I think she was one of those those that uh, Weinstein, you know, was all over and then, you know, she shoved him away or whatever and then never, like, worked on anything decent again. Oh, dear. I mean, she was a mystery man. I, you know, I like that one, but I've seen that for years. It, this, this is, I think, the only time I've been on the show where I, I feel like I need a shower after talking uh... about. I think we spoke about Jimmy Savile last. Ah! Time. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, I've, yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, it, Jimmy, it's it's, it's terrible. It's really awful at the moment, isn't it? It's really awful. What is? Just just all these awful stories coming out about yeah, people. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, it's very bad. There's a couple of things because I'm, I'm not going to talk about it while we're recording. I'll, well, wait till we finish recording, and, I'll, and don't let me forget. I'll tell you about a couple of things that are coming. Revelations. Uh-oh. Certainly on this side of the pond. Yes, on this side of the pond. Mark my words. Mm. Well, I think that that's uh, that's all the topics that I had. Unless you you uh, you came prepared with anything. I mean, you don't have to. I mean, Rob never does. The only th- the only thing. When you talk about celebrity deaths, uh, Vader died yesterday, I think. Who? Oh, certainly announced. Vader, Big Van Vader. Oh, yeah, the wrestler. Yeah, Vader. Yeah, so, yeah, 63. Time! Uh, yeah, brilliant, Vader. Um, <laughs> there's a lot, a lot of gifts knocking about at the minute where um, these, there's, the, there's the match he had with Ken Shamrock. Um, <laughs> the Pokemon. Do you know what gif I'm talking about? Uh, the most dangerous man in the world. And he's elbowing him full on in the face. And Vader asks him to ease up. Yeah. Mr. Shamrock doesn't listen. And then Vader just knocks him on his ass with one punch. Mm. Yeah, someone I would, I would never, ever argue with. And another one, um, not a lot of people had a, a, a lot of bad things to say about him. I've heard Stone Cold Sea Boston talk about him. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he was he was a tough guy to work with from everything I've heard. He was he was nuts, but he was all about uh, the fans and about the business. Yeah, and he he won't have anyone um, disrespecting that. And I've got a lot of respect for that. Who? It's just such a shame that he's gone. And again, another ridiculously young age, sixty-three. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he he's he's said that he was been in bad health for many years, and I guess he meant it. Yeah, it's, if you if you read what what he was saying, certainly on his Twitter account, yeah, he comes across as uh, very Shelley Duvall. Um, and again, a lot of the things that Vader might say, you take with a pinch of salt, but sadly this time it's true. Oh, well. Dying wrestlers. <laughs> Too many. Yeah, it's like uh, death. There's uh, an inevitable death of wrestlers and taxes. Yeah, it's like it's like you, you can't watch SummerSlam '91 anymore unless unless dead. you manage a hedge fund and then you don't pay taxes. Well, I'm sure that Erwin R. Scheister will find <laughs> out. <laughs> well, well, well. Man, two hours and 20 minutes. Really? Uh, it's a record, I think. This show has been absolutely... Oh, huge. Absolutely huge. I'm still doing the thing with my hand, by the way, when I do that. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to do a thing with my hand now, but 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 I'll be somebody else. Are, are, are you going to go see my new movie? About dinosaurs? No. Dinosaurs, you know... You have dinosaurs? Are there going to be dinosaurs in this movie? Huh? Huh? Yes? Uh, yes? Uh, I can't do it. Yes. Yes. I. Yes. Yes. Jimmy Stewart there for a no, moment. No, no, no. No, no, it's, it's, it's not Jimmy. No. It's, oh, that's brilliant. It's, it, it's, it's Jeff. 
Jeff, yeah, yes, 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 right there, yes, no, yes. I can't seem to find my keys. Maybe they're around the back here. Yes, yes, must, must go faster. Must. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch Jurassic Park before I go to bed now. Huh? I'm going to have to watch Jurassic Park before I go to bed now. Ah, never seen it? Watched it twice last week, and I want to watch it again. Uh, do any? I mean, I Jurassic Park wise, the Lost World is is a piece of garbage. <laughs> it really is. Uh, the third one <laughs> is okay. It's serviceable. Um, I like Jurassic World. I thought that was very good. Yeah, I didn't mind it. Yeah, <laughs> my friend went to see the the sequel to that and walked out. <laughs> really? But you knew it was going to be because it was the same thing as Jurassic as the Lost World. Now what? you know because you have dinosaurs now on the mainland. Have, have you seen Have you seen Stupid. Jurassic World? Too? Have you seen Have you seen the second Jurassic World film? No, it just came out. Right. You, the original script for Jurassic World One mm. was these. These, um, I think you mentioned this on the show before. These human dinosaur hybrids. Oh no! The soldiers, right? If they're gonna do not that, not the mama, not the mama. Do it. Don't hint. They hint at it in this one. This the the, the Velociraptor that Chris Pratt controls. Yeah. That's like a hint. And then there's a character in it who, spoiler alert, is a clone. So they're hinting at this like proper. Sci-fi, you know. Uh, let's just if you don't tease us, just go either rain back and do a do a, a good contained Jurassic Park film, or go mental, or just bring do, back dinosaurs. Are you yeah. Sinclair right here, ready to go? Do you know what I think they should do? They should have they, they should have uh, in the next one, Jurassic World three. It's going to be. Uh, they're all going to be contained on an island, and then what I want is Blue uh, to evolve and become like a senator or a diplomat, and uh, she has to attend UN meetings. Uh, that would be gold. Just If they're going to go stupid, go for it. Well, I mean, they, they did that in, a, in a, an episode of Star Trek Voyager. Oh, you're a bigger nerd than me. Yes, they did, because it was one of their, only, it was one of their few decent episodes. They did an episode where they a couple of them get captured on this planet of like talking like reptiles. <laughs> I'm serious, and so and, and no, but it, it was really it was a really good episode, a very thoughtful episode, and but it was bas it was basically a like a take on like Planet of the Apes. You know, right. here's these this this planet of talking dinosaurs basically, and they they find these humans. And they're like experimenting with the humans, like what are they? Uh, you know, but but then they had these laws that like forbid them to exist. Like, no, there can't be any human. And then so these scientists were trying to prove that they had like the same DNA and that they were they had the same um, uh, um, they had the same which call like origin, and that <laughs> like at some point uh, some aliens or something like came to Earth tens of billions of years ago and like took samples of the, the, the beings and put them on this planet and they evolved into these like talking, you know, uh, dinosaurs. Oh, it's a, it's so a great, I love that episode of Voyager. 
That's so stupid. What good? Uh, but it, it really was a rip-off of uh, Planet of the Apes. Yeah, yeah. No, that sounds good. Yeah, but good, good old as... Dr. Zayers. Dr. Zayers. Zay, Dr. Zayers. That's what you think, Dr. Zayers. I love these new Planet of the Apes oh, films, they stink. though. Oh, I, I, that, that, that's what I mean. The stupid. Go for it. If you're gonna, don't tease me with stupidity. Do it. Uh, you know, like monkey parliament and things <laughs> like that. Brilliant. Well. Oh well. So we depart you. Thanks for coming. No problem. Any any, any last thoughts? No, no last oh, thoughts. Boo. Yeah, well, seriously. When are you coming here? Oh God! Just no hitchhike. Idea. No idea. I've absolutely no idea. <laughs> Just, uh, I've no idea. Ah. I, I, I keep saying it. I keep saying, it and I just end up. I don't know. When I when I have time off work, I just want to sit at home out of the way. Because <laughs> I spend I spend all day arguing with complete idiots. Mm. So when I'm off, I just want to sit and Wait. watch stupid things and set my mind off yeah, it. That's true. I mean, you could come here and argue with complete idiots. We've got plenty. Uh, yeah, there might be a different caliber to the one that I, the ones that I usually deal with uh, around here. But uh, yeah, I think I think if I came to America, I think the um, uh, I think I'd, be, I'd, I'd I'd be so taken in by what was going on there and the fact I was there. I don't even if some hillbilly was arguing with me or some drunk. Uh, well. Oh, cool! You're American. Brilliant. Continue talking, please. It'd be brilliant. I don't know about that. Yeah, maybe the novelty wore off. <laughs> yeah, maybe the novelty wore off. But cer- certainly, uh, just anyone from any other country. It's always nice to speak to different people. But yeah, America's the big one for me. Uh, what other countries have you been to? Ooh. Uh, France, wow. uh, Ireland, mm. Italy, Greece. Wow. Uh, where else have I been to? Scotland, that's technically another country. Yeah. Wales, technically another country. Yeah, um, yeah Flor- I went to Florida when I was 16. Uh, uh, not been anywhere else. My apologies again for that. But Florida. Yes. I only think it's, it's. I think I think it's only developed this um, kind of strange reputation since the internet. I think. No. No. Really? No. It it was total. It's it's been totally insane since the seventies. I just I remember everyone just being very friendly when I was there. Uh well, it depends on where you went. It was. Into, don't forget, South Florida was the home of all the drug cartels for a couple decades. Pretty insane. Yes, it's uh, yeah. I did. I, I know all that pretty, stuff. Pretty, trust me. Pretty insane. Pretty, 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 insane. pretty crazy. Pretty, 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 pretty. Yeah. All, all right. Granted, I went to a lot of the um, you know the the touristy parts, mm. but um, you know when we went out to eat and things like that. I just remember everyone being very nice. Oh yeah, sure. There. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like. All of like the crazy like tabloid style news, or you're like, what? I huh? 
Come on, really? Florida. Well, you know, I'm I, I'm in the northwest of England. Um, I'm in between Manchester and Liverpool, and I think I've got a lot of affinity with uh, Florida because all the all the, a lot of the crazy stories that we get um, in in this country, and a lot of like the how can I put it, like your, your, your hicks and your rednecks and all those stereotypes are from this part of the world, certainly in, in my country anyway. There's a TV show on here which is like the English version of Jerry Springer, yeah. and everyone on there has my accent. <laughs> so I can't be snobby to anyone in Florida. So if anyone from Florida is listening, I love you, Florida. Uh, you know, they just cancelled that show. What show's that? Jerry Springer. Yeah, I heard the other day, yeah, yeah. After That's like bit, 20 something I, years, cancelled. I didn't even know it was still on. I guess it was. Is it more, Is it still like a, a debate show or, you no. know, <laughs> here's my wife and they bring her yeah, to it's, Yeah, it's like that. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's, they want them to fight. That's the whole point of it. Well, if you, if, if you go online and look at a show called Jeremy Kyle... <laughs> Uh, it's on every day in this country, and if if the people on there have got an IQ over eighty, uh, I'll, I'll be very surprised. Or if they've got, if you want to see the big book, big book of British smiles, as parodied in the, the uh, in the Simpsons, if you want to see some great British stereotypical teeth, uh, that's what. You... <laughs> now, bear in mind, listeners, I've got nice white straight teeth, so I, I go against the stereotype. Uh, I've got good, I've got good genes, but yeah, you you want to see the worst teeth on earth? <laughs> they're from the northwest of England, and they're on this show. Uh, well, you know, I had to like Diana Rigg. I had to Photoshop hers because they were brown. No, but they were like 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 all different directions. Just DNA. tough. Yeah, That's bad. Oh well. So ta uh, uh, ta for now. Ta-ta, dear fellow. Ta-ta. Cheers. Cheers, mate. We now return to the Transformers.